Welcome back to listening to us here at Permeable Filter. This is episode 02. Today's date is January 28th, 2018. I'm your central host, Mr. Mystery Man himself. You guys want to introduce yourself? John Lavish, at John Lavish on Twitter. You should know that by now. Yeah, this is Josh, uh, Joshua J. Mack, you know, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, you know the deal. And uh, today we're going to try to focus on a few new topics that's been going around. We've tried to build up a few things to talk about for the last week. Uh, I think I want to start today. It's been a crazy week. Yeah, man. Yes, it is. Ah, it's always a crazy week every week. There's never a shortage of things to talk about, I guess. Um, today we'll talk about, first things first, Muppet Babies are getting a reboot. And because Disney's Muppet putting babies. their money to work for buying the Muppets franchise. Mm. Um, all I know is that they introduced a new character that is a penguin. I'm pretty sure it's <coughs> the first time a straight-up animal has been, I don't know, I guess Fozzie Bear and Kermit. Yeah, but, Miss Piggy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of animals, but... Right. You know, <laughs> you know, I don't know, it's just the way it looks... Okay, if you guys look at the penguin, like it looks like a straight-up penguin. Like, like they had no creativity whatsoever. Oh, yeah, and it's going to be all like CG. It is all CG. So this will be a cartoon show. Okay, interesting. Uh, there's no actual puppeteers going on. Okay. Because well, there's actually a shortage stupid. of puppeteers. Yeah, that kind, of, really. that kind um, of defeats the purpose of yeah. what the Muppets was. Right. But they did a... Uh, Muppets were? Muppets was? Was, were, same, is, Same difference a, to me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, no, no more grammar. They, they, potato, potato. <laughs> the new Penguin character is actually uh, it's replacing uh, Skeeter. Which one was Skeeter? I don't even remember who that is. Uh, Honestly, I don't know. odd looking one. I didn't watch much Muppets, so. I know Skeeter from Doug. And My Cousin Skeeter. Yeah. (laughs) My Cousin Skeeter is a great show. This character. I don't even remember that character. You don't remember this character? Part of me does, but like I said, I'm not a big Muppets guy. Maybe from some meme or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I grew up on the Muppets when I was a kid, so I know a lot of the Muppets. It looks like like a Muppet Muppet mixed with Chuck. Chucky this is from, very from like Sesame Street. Slash Arthur. Yeah, that too. Right? Yeah. A little this bit is of a Arthur very much yeah. a Sesame Street show. Or um, looking thing. No, but I think the best thing that came from the Muppets were the Kermit memes, to be honest. Oh, yes. Those absolutely. were the greatest, dude. <laughs> oh, there's so many good ones there's out there. There's so many. But, there's yeah, so, so there's that. Um, I also saw some news. I guess uh, Nas, 2 Chains, and other people are all joining an eight-part documentary series that's going to be on Netflix. And nice. It'll be released March 30th. I'll watch What's that. it going to be about, though? Um, let's see. Okay, so Logic, Rhapsody, 2 Chains, T.I., uh, who's this? Is it like... Uh, a Boogie, Dave oh, yeah. East, Just Blaze, g Easy, and Nas have all been a part of this uh, thing. It's called uh, Rapture. Mm. And I don't know. I feel like some of these people I want to hear their opinions on. Is it, is it going to be like one episode dedicated to each artist or... It sounds like it because if they're talking about eight different people and right. it's supposed to be an eight-part series, That's, yeah. it might be everybody... Because, I mean, look, look, they've got Logic from the New Age whack-ass artists. And then you got Rhapsody, who's a very promising female artist. I love she's Rhapsody. raw as shit. She's sick, dude. You have Two Chains, the New Age Southern artist. You have T.I., the Golden Age Southern artist. You have A Boogie, a New Age hip hop uh, artist for New York, who's like, you know, kind of has that New York sound. Davies, who has the intellectual New York sound. I like that guy a lot. You have Just Blaze, who's a classic yeah. producer, so you can talk about the producer side. And then you have G Easy, you can talk about the white people side. Yep. And then you have Damn, Nas, who's I'm like. I'm not a big G Easy guy, though. I can't stand G Easy. I don't like him either. And then you have Nas, who's like. I like him for like 30 seconds. He's, yeah. he's the father of, of all good. No, I'm just kidding. But well, like, I mean, big, come on. Big part of it. I mean, Huge let's be honest. Illmatic is the freaking Bible yep, of hip hop. Pretty much. So, um, yeah. It culminated a lot of things that were great about shit before that, and then it set the stone. Set the pay, set like set the tone and set the stage for. And all I know is it seems like Nas is having a successful and you know quality relationship with Netflix because first the get down, 
Because yep. he's the one oh, who, yeah. he, between him, I mean, Baz Luhrmann was a showrunner, right? But like Nas, I feel like was the one who pushed a lot of things. Yeah. And oh, yeah. it's looking like he's Let's be real, more. Baz Luhrmann doesn't know about any of that culture. Yeah, but so. he did put together a really good production. Oh, I mean, sure. Have you sure. watched it at all? No, but I heard it's great. I really recommend yeah. it. It's short because it was only one season. Yeah. And it's like... Weren't they going to do... Or didn't they so do it's a part, part two? So it's a part two. So what they did is that uh, Netflix was trying this new thing, and I think it was more about Baz Luhrmann just didn't have the post-production oh. done on the second season yet. Oh, okay. But what it was is that it's, it's season one, part one, and that was like six episodes, or five episodes, and then season one, part two, which was six episodes. Okay. So it's, it's supposed to be one season, yeah. and you watch it as one season, and to be honest, the end of part one, it's like that climactic season point, where it's like okay. the big turning point for a season. And it, it wraps up a lot of things mm. and then gets them going to talk about the next evolution of the issues or of the storyline, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But that I mean, like, even point. nowadays, like, Netflix originals are only, like, eight episodes each now per season. I mean, so. they're following a lot of what premium cable does. So, like, a lot of HBO shows, I yeah. mean, they're 12 episodes, 10 episodes, um, unless there is enough money for them to put out, like, 20 episodes. But for the most part, not. Unlike regular cable television, which is like 22 episodes. Right. Uh, or 18 episodes. Well, for half an hour shows. Yeah. And that's what I mean by like regular cable television. Like yeah. Something that you find like on, I don't know, Comedy Central or TNT or TBS. Uh, oh, Jesus. Let's talk about, uh, ooh, this Let's, one's going to be fun. Let's talk about LeVar Ball's head coaching yes. debut. Stay yes. in your lane. <laughs> oh man, what you guys want to go for it? I don't have much to say. Well, let's just let's just listen to what he had to say to his team before any of that, any anything happened in the game. So this, I is... mean, in case you guys are curious, um, they did win the game. Yep. And he claims that he cannot lose, which you can't really say anything if this is busy first and only game. Well, but, no, he was assistant coach in the last game, and they that doesn't mean shit. He's a head well, coach, but. When he was the assistant coach, he made uh, Lamelo and Leangelo like the focal point of the team, and they, they went went up like 157 yep. points or something. They well, Leangelo had 31 points, and uh, Lamelo had a, his first triple double in Lithuania with 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. Which you know what? Shout out to you. Dude. Can't really the fact hate. that somebody that young can put up a triple double right. in professional basketball, even though it's Lithuania, it's still professional oh, yeah. basketball. Like It's still grown-ass men that you're playing against. Right. Because no. let's be honest, they had to break some sort of rule to get them to play. Right. There's no way that yeah. somebody who's 16, 17 would be allowed to play. I don't know what's going on. I never can't believe nobody ever you know brought that topic up. Is there actual rules for ages in professional sports in Lithuania? Uh, <laughs> now, that's a good question. Who knows? With that said, here is what he had to say to pump up his team. Uh, Technical difficulties real quick. Sorry about that. My phone's freaking out. And I'm going to start off with this right here. Yeah, because you guys can't see, LeVar is writing on a whiteboard as if you are a fifth grader writing up your answers to the math problem. Operation Beatdown. Operation Beatdown. clearly see that they don't understand what the hell's going on. Right. And let's beat that ass. Now, if I heard my coach say that, I would be super excited. Yeah, yeah but it's LeVar Ball. At the same yes. time, you can't help so, but laugh. Right. At the same time, you're like, okay, dude. 
It's kind of like a Kardashian coming up and saying the same thing. <laughs> Although, at the same time, he does have NBA experience, two points per game. But anyway, <laughs> at the same time, he has the experience. All of his sons clearly can play it. They're all, yeah. Yeah, play at an elite level. Uh, and, Which I was doubting for a yeah, while. Yeah, I know. But... I wanted to shit on him, but... I think the balls are. Here I thought to stay. I thought Lamelo was just this ball hog is putting up eighty shots a game, but I well and maybe he, he still play. is. I don't know. He can but play though. He got it. He's got that crazy release. Put, but he put up a triple double. Yep. And the so guy can shoot from like half court. seventy-five feet. It's fake. Um, here's some positive news about Donald Trump. Uh, supposedly, he is willing Define to find positive. Yeah. What? No, no, no. This is this is positive. He's he's considering willing to reopen himself to negotiations to be still part of the Paris uh, Climate Pact. Oh. So, he's realizing that he's not. You know. Hold on. Let's see. I mean, he says that he wants to renegotiate things. Oh, but that's, like, that's, there's nothing to renegotiate because everything is voluntary. That's it's just everyone coming to an agreement saying these are good rules that we should right. follow. And he's just going to try to say that with some conditions they'll be met and then the rest of the the participating nations and however it's run are just going to say, dude, no, that's not how it works, dude. He says, I tell you what I believe in. I believe in clean air, crystal clear water, having good cleanliness. Well, then what are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> but, I mean... I, I, part of me thinks it's like what just you just saw at the bottom. Part of me thinks that this is his team spinning part of the interview because he that just came out of him saying I wouldn't say I'm a feminist. So I think what's happening is they're like, dude, this is not good for you right now. Well, I mean, and this so, is even he's, this is the same oh, story because it's with Pierce but, Morgan both but, sides, right? But they sh- the whole feminism thing exploded on Twitter, and then all of a sudden this comes out. I think it's just them trying to save face and promote something. Because they're just trying to get to those people that are middle of the aisle or for some reason have some brain cells left that think Trump has an ounce of integrity in his body. (laughs) For those people, I feel sorry for you and don't buy into it. But, yeah, I don't know. I I just, I don't, first of all, I think he's a lot of talk, of course. And I don't think he really knows what the fuck he's doing in general. Um, I'd rather watch this video clip of Embiid bodying Westbrook. Straight up posting. It's a really and I'm and I'm an OKC fan, but man, whew. yeah, that was dirty. Um, that next was... topic, which I think is badass, living in Wisconsin, and because I totally would spend five hundred dollars on this instead of on a new ultimate snowblower, is a flamethrower designed by Elon Musk's boring company. The is one that, that why he's trying to like what's his what's he trying what's his selling point? Like why should we buy a flamethrower? There's no reason. Here's his here's his Twitter rant. The Boring Company flamethrower guaranteed to liven up any party. And then posts a link to the Boring Company's uh, post about the flamethrower. It goes, when the zombie apocalypse happens, you'll be glad you bought a flamethrower. I did see that. Towards of the undead or your money back. And he goes, obviously a flamethrower is a terrible idea. Definitely don't buy one. And then he goes, unless you like fun. <laughs> Next tweet, the rumor that I'm secretly creating a zombie apocalypse to guarantee demand for flamethrowers is completely what? false. You need millions of zombies for a so-called apocalypse anyway. Where would I even get a factory big enough to make so many? <laughs> Jokes on you at some solar powered facility in the southwest. Marcus Brownlee, <laughs> bunch of meth heads. Marcus Brownlee does uh, MKBHD. Oh, yeah. Goes, I'm, I mean, sure, I'll pre order. This feels illegal, though. And then he responds <laughs> to him and goes, ATF says any flamethrower with a flame shorter than 10 feet is A OK. Our design is max fun for least danger. I'd be more scared of a steak knife. 
Fair so, enough. Oh yeah, dude. Is he actually creating one or it's already designed? You can buy them. Yeah, you can buy. You can pre-order them and they'll be for sale later. Then why uh, is he saying don't buy a flamethrower? He was making a joke. Oh, he's okay. making a joke. He's yeah. like, don't. He's like, it's a terrible idea. His idea is that it's like, I don't want people coming to actually buy this unless they're people who want. Because you can buy flamethrowers. Yeah, people can, actually yeah. manufacture them, you can right? Make them. Too. So he's just saying that I designed this flamethrower, which I think is a good flamethrower. And if you're in the market for a flamethrower, the boring company will sell you one for five hundred dollars. Pre-order started yesterday. And uh, so they're they're available for pre-order. When will he actually ship them? I like your idea though, using it to melt that snow on your driveway. Yes, hell yeah! Especially when it's the nasty, heavy snow. Oh, that stuff, such a pain in the ass, dude. Because it packs down on the driveway at the end, between like right. the weight oh, of your cars that and the like worst. the plow just piling it on at the end yep. of your driveway. Oh, you could just yeah. burn out that last little bit. Oh, somebody goes. Elon Musk is a fucking genius. Making his own spaceship was just the start. Now he's tricked over four thousand people on the internet in one day to buy a five hundred dollar flamethrower. <laughs> Two million dollars worth yeah, of flamethrowers sold no. in one day. It's I, really not that expensive for a flamethrower. But now it's really same, not. At the same time, I would never buy this. No. Okay. First off, it looks like a gun out of Star Wars. Right. So of course I would buy this. Yeah. It does. I, I that is. That looks bad. Oh, there's I a little video clip of him like playing around with it in the in the studios. Like, of wherever the boring company's at. So, he's just goofing around, looking like he's, like, acting like it's blazer tag and coming at this man with a... With a flamethrower. Flame. Like, it's not going to kill him or something. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and this guy's just like, oh, shit, with my iPhone. Like My problem is what happens when it gets into the hands of cyborgs, which is where it's all going. <laughs> I'm not worried about cyborgs. I'm worried about dumb motherfuckers in this country I think who keep Elon using Musk a bunch true. of weapons to keep hurting other people. That's who I'm worried about. Elon cyborgs Musk. are unrealistic and compared to crazy... Motherfuckers on these streets. Elon Musk is great, but he's a lizard just like the rest of them. That's all I'm saying. He's he's better than the rest, but he's still a fucking lizard. Don't tell me he's not. Peel, peel that man's skull cap back and see what happens. Peel that fucking skull lizard cap skin. Back blue. He's gonna his eyes are gonna roll back in the head back of his head. These fucking weird claws are gonna come out, and then he's gonna shriek, <laughs> and then he's gonna fucking like ascend to the ascend to Jupiter, and then we're all gonna be fucked. He's going to fly away in his spaceship, and then it's going to turn into Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> like Reptile. He's going to be like the Mortal new Kombat. Ego. He's Ego. That guy. Never mind. <laughs> well, okay, so, and uh, last night, Jay-Z was on CNN on Van Jones's show, and um, he, he was just talking about, you know, things in general that's been going on in the country, you know, the, the his viewpoint as to what the people are going through, more or less. Um, he makes a comment, goes, like, everyone's feeling anger, but after the anger, it's really hurtful. Um, you know, Trump is looking down on the whole population of people and he's really misinformed on what's going on. And he's talking about when Trump made the comment about shithole countries because he's just, I mean, because for the most part, he's talking about a lot of immigrants who are in right. the New York's communities. Um, and, you know, Jay-Z made some comments about, you know, black unemployment, saying how that it's, it's not where it should be. And he was talking more about, you know, the types of jobs that black people are finally finding, even if they are getting jobs, it's still not enough. It's still not the type of jobs that somebody should be trying to live off of, right. let alone are they kind of jobs that they're trying to get up in the morning and do every day. And it's not so much that it's like their jobs that are, that are below people. It's just that it's the kind of job that this mom is getting and this mom, you know, if she's got three kids that she's got to raise, it's not the kind of, job, the kind of job that she should have in order to raise her family because right. it's either going to keep her away from her family or it's not paying her enough or it's not putting enough good energy in her or environment. Or sometimes even sustainable. Yeah, exactly. So Trump responded this morning and he's like, somebody please inform Jay-Z that because of my policies, black employment has been reported to be at the lowest rate ever recorded. While that's true, that's not because of you, Mr. Trump. Uh, 
Yeah, don't you love when presidents try to take credit for something right. just because it happened during right. their term? You can't do that. Because our economy is better than it has been in many decades. Businesses are coming back to America like never before. Chrysler, for example, is leaving Mexico and coming back to the States. Oh, great. Uh, great. Trump thing. reacting to Jay-Z on CNN. No, no. You can't, as, as a president, it, it, you have to look at it objectively. You cannot take credit for anything that happened within like within a couple of terms before you. You can't take credit for it. If a trend begins in the economy or some social structure or something, you cannot take credit for it. Obama can't take credit for anything Bush accomplished or fucked up, and same goes with Trump. Right. It's everyone before them. I mean, like, to be honest, all of you, all Obama's can, actions really do expire at the end of this year because a lot right. of things that somebody in the previous term right. does, it still lasts for about a year and, and a half. You just can't, you can't take credit for it, and... At the same time, yes, the, the president signs things into law, but they're not drafting and penning legislation. So you really have to credit, you really have to credit Congress and Senate. Yeah, just Congress in general to for anything. As much as I absolutely despise them as a whole, you, right? The president down is, with the government. In, they're just in charge of the, the rhetoric and the it's social not an strategy. Not <laughs> podcast. Yeah, it's just a I don't know. Fuck Trump. I got that Ron Swanson attitude. All. Well, anyways, this one person goes, it's like, this one just brings a very interesting point that I like. It's like, true, it's at a record low, but there's a lot more to the story. Look at the cities where the unemployment rate is still three to five times higher than the national right. rate for blacks. Um, or that implicit racism still exists in hiring oh, or the yes. lack of access. And it's so or, true. Or just in general, in, in people, like, even like, like, especially for white people, like, our grandparents' generation is largely so racist still that... Yeah. The things they think they can say and get away with, and then they go about and live their life that way. And you just want to slap the shit out of them. And I know yeah. it sucks to say because I, you know, I love my grandparents. I, you know, old people have a lot to offer, experience. You know, like taking the long view and living that life. Old wisdom. Right, but dude, I, I just, I, I honestly cannot wait for that generation to die off because there, there's so much misinformation and so much stigma that they cause in society and. It's just, I don't know. Fox News and all those fucking douchebags feed into it. And it's not even like a liberal versus conservative thing. It's just a fucking racism and, and, and media control thing that is it's just terrible. Yeah. It needs to stop. And it will, but it won't stop yet. Um, a not so fun fact the founder of IKEA has passed away at the age of 91. Dang. Right after I talked about that generation dying. Well, may, I don't know. But hey, you know, make some, make some hey, furniture that doesn't maybe, fall apart. Maybe Swedish people aren't as messed up. True. They're probably not. They just really, really don't like Muslims. Which. I don't know. I feel like all of Europe feels that way. Yeah, fuck Europe. <laughs> fuck them. You know what? America's the shit. Fuck everybody else. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, man, I love this country. America's a great fuck. place to be. And it allows us the freedom to say the stupid shit that we say every week for you guys. Yeah, without America, we would not be making this podcast. Right. For all the problems we have, dude, we have so much good shit here. And we have we such do. an eclectic mixture of cultures. It's it's the fucking shit. I mean, it's the best. Look at our pizza podcast. Yeah, exactly. The ability for us to it's talk about shit. what we talked about USA right, would not have been for how great America is. We're the fucking best. As I much as people want to complain that yeah. we mess things up, I which talk, we do, we messed up pizza, but we right. also made pizza beautiful. I talk shit about the U.S. so much, but it's about the government and about our media. The people, the people of America are the shit. All right. We're yeah. The for the most shit. part. And some of y'all need to readjust yourselves. Yeah. Some of them are dog shit. You know, what, like what we've talked about. And I'm also one most of you guys are pretty dope, all right? We love y'all. We are also 100% pro-immigrant. So fuck everybody who tries to tell you that you're from a shithole country 
or that you don't deserve to be here. They're wrong, and you should replace them. And we should tar and feather those people who talk shit about you. And we should do it publicly, and then we should all face fuck the corpses. All right. I don't know about that last statement, but yeah, John, let's go for it. Anyways, another thing that's beautiful about America, peanut butter. The greatest invention ever. Yeah, it's up there. It's, I don't know, man. I can't think of a single better American invention. I don't know. Where does salted caramel come from? I don't know. I'm sure it's got some sort of European oh, true. Yeah. influence of some sort. Yeah, peanut butter is pretty great. Shout out George Washington Carver. You Reese's the were for the longest time my favorite candy. The only reason why is because we're eating these Chip Ahoy cookies yep. with peanut butter cups. With Reese's in them. Mm-hmm. Shout out Reese's. Or when, you, when you guys would go trick-or-treating, what was your favorite candy Reese's. to get? It oh, was Reese's. I like butter. And the worst thing was is they were the hardest to find because yeah, either A, were. somebody was being nice about the whole peanut allergy thing, or B, I think they just were always less in those big giant mix bags. Yeah. Like when you buy the clusterfuck bags, like I always feel like Reese's were the least amount. Yeah. But yeah, like... When you, okay, so for me and my brother, we'd always pool together our candy and then evenly divide everything based on type. Mm-hmm. So, we always used to argue about who would get, like, if it was an odd number of Reese's, who would get the, 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 the odd number one. You gotta pray that you get the Reese's and the person you're with doesn't, then you say, sorry, bitch, that's my Reese's. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, my brother always made things work out. Um, what do you guys, do you guys want to talk about? Do you guys have any topics that you want to bring up? Um, not right away. It's really not much to talk about. Oh, you guys had something you guys wanted to talk about. Well, I don't have much to say. Oh, it was yeah. the, uh... It's I don't. Like, do we want to get into Larry Nasser right away? Maybe yeah. we can. I mean, we can get it over with. I'm sure it's not gonna take more than like. Yeah, 10 it's minutes. a pretty depressing topic, but um. I mean, fuck you it. Know, it's really all that needs to happen. Larry Nasser, you know, the Olympic uh, gymnastics doctor, was uh, finally sentenced this week. Thank fucking God. Thank yeah. get this piece of scum off the planet Earth. Um, but he was sentenced to uh, forty to 175 years. Um, after more than 150 women say yep. he sexually abused them, yep. that's that's just disgusting. Oh, absolutely disgusting. But thank God, thank God that guy is is locked up, and that's on and, top oh. of a, a 60 year charge for child pornography. Yep. So anybody that sits there and, and worries about the judge saying certain things or having a tone that's not professional enough or all this, I don't give a shit. I was about, so on yep, board with this. Fuck this guy, dude. He's a scumbag. He's a predator. He should be dead. And I'm a, for me. I'm one of those people that when they talk about how the the death penalty is punitive and or, or not not necessarily punitive, that it's that it's unconstitutional. Yeah. No, it's, of course it's punitive, but jail is punitive. But I I think people like that they should be fucking killed because you can't see. But to them. me, to me, I'm okay with him going to prison because I know somebody's gonna make him their bitch. Oh yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, right. So I hope he gets fucking ass raped and right. gets raped just like he's raping these little girls. Like. Right. And a, or an even and I just and hope he gets his ass beat continuously. And, and I hope people just like push him around all the time and they're oh. doing like general pop. I stuff. just wish they'd fry the guy. I wish they'd shock him. I wish he was dead. And they should put it on. They should have a live stream, and then they should have a long argument. Somebody should make a, a poignant argument that isn't legal, but is some emotional argument that really pulls at all of our heartstrings about can, about people controlling their impulses about. Can, about realizing that despite what what your your stupid dad told you or some dude told you about the the boys club and men running the world that female bodies are not your toys and they're not your plaything and nobody is no. nobody's body is your thing to govern or your thing to control and if there's no consent and you think that that's 
that's fine that there's no consent and you do something about it, you're 100% in the wrong. So somebody needs to make a live stream of this fucking piece of shit dying. And we can all cheer and we can all have a big national holiday. You want to talk about bringing the country together, man. That would do it. Exactly. Now, the sad part is there's people out there that would... That disagree with the whole, like, yeah, I know. That that seriously just talk about how the, the judge said the wrong things. In the in the sentencing and in the no, hearing, I'm I'm so I don't I, care. First I wish off, I knew how to pronounce her last name because I really right. want to. I get think crossed. she's a champ. Judge, I think she's judge, a fucking hero. Uh, judge Rose Rose Maria Aquilina, maybe. Aquilina. 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 Yeah. Yeah. She, God she, bless her. Yeah. Man. She is a hero. Here's bless a, her soul. Here's the, the thing. That whole group of women are heroes. Anybody who stands yeah. up against a fucking monster um, like that is a hero. Anybody that calls those people out is a hero. Who's and we should uh, all do that. Allie Raisman, thank yeah. you so yeah. much for. Because she's got this huge presence now after these past gymnastics, uh, right. she really brought stuff to light, man. She, God bless her too. But well, here's the thing about everyone complaining about the professionalism of the judge. Here's the thing: when you're a judge, you control professionalism in the court. It is up to you to determine what's appropriate and what's not, as long as you're being fair. What she said when she said was what she says. Everything that she said. It's still a fact. There's nothing right. that she said was that was false. Right. Nothing that she said shows personal anger. Necessarily, well, she's showing no, no, no. She's showing anger from the fact that somebody broke the law. She's showing anger from the fact that she, that when this person is guilty, she is responding to that guiltiness. She is not being angry as if she felt she took it personally. Even if she is taking it personally, regardless the way that she conducted herself in the courtroom, she gets to control however she wants to be. Yeah, she may have been able to word things differently, but it is up to no one to determine whether what she said was right or wrong, because in reality. The sentence is the sentence. He was guilty. Right. He is going to prison right. for a significant and amount of time. And that was part of a guilty and he, plea. And yeah. he will die in prison. Yeah. She was not wrong. No. He will die in prison yeah. because his first time of potentially getting parole. Oh, yeah. I got a tweet be, about that. He will be 90-some years old. No. he. Uh, so he will first be eligible for parole in 99 years, Oop, which will bad. be the year 2117. And he's my bad. Gonna, he's so he won't make it. Dad. Yeah. No, so he won't make it. For the most part, he will die. She was not wrong. Now, if he was able to be paroled by the time he was like 85 then she was probably wrong because he might be able to survive who knows but you know he's not because i think he's 60 some i don't, know. I don't, I I don't up, really I looked care up his age the other day the, i think he was 60 some so i mean yeah if he let's say got like a 20 year sentence for some sort sure right. she could be wrong she didn't sign his death sentence mm. and then we could complain but she's not wrong well, no. everything yeah. she said was first, purely fact first it was the whole here the whole thing that occurred there legally is because he pled guilty that's part of his guilty plea so it was literally just he basically tried to use his attorney and use his legal rights to try to ameliorate his sentence and and lessen it. And all he did is present more evidence against him, which is great. Now, and it's great that he's been sentenced. It's great that he's locked up. It's great that he's going to die in prison. My problem is, what do we do about all the people... That scoffed or blew it off yep. because of his status and his Everybody power. Everybody in Michigan Just shut the fuck up. Well, no, every, the problem you can't do that because they already have. They have shut the fuck up. They hid evidence. They sh- swept it under the rug, and it's the same thing that happened at Michigan State. And what happened at Michigan State is for years and years, there had been all these sexual assault cases, rapes, uh, violent cases that were swept under the rug, mainly by the men's basketball and football teams. And 
I think what Nasser was the team doctor there too, right? Yeah. And so, so it was an entire culture of of assault, rape, violence, what have you, and and now with you know with a week full of protests at Michigan State and and people explaining their cases and a thorough legal investigation that required a journalist and an attorney to sue the school to go all the way to the Michigan State Supreme Court just to uncover the names of students alleged to have committed these acts in certain cases because the school wiped them out and the Tom Izzo uh, I think D'Antonio, D'Antonio Mark D'Antonio they, they anytime in a press conference for years and years have talked about you know we've 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 participated and we've we've uh what's the word i'm looking for we've uh uh what's i can't think of the word we've we've basically gone along with any any uh legal proceedings or any case proceedings that would have occurred um and that's all they really say they don't say anything else they don't name any names and it's just clearly a culture of deceit and scandal and the interesting thing is, now that this all had come out, and, and we don't even know what all is out there, because who knows how many times they swept right. it under the rug. They have, on record, they said, um, at least since uh, since D'Antonio's tenure began in 2007, at least 16 Michigan State football players have been accused of sexual assault or violence against women. So, And that's, that's only 11 years. So right. who knows what would have happened before that, with Nasser being there, and... The people, the the people in power there, the AD, the president, who have both stepped down now, after As all this they came should. out. Well, well, the thing is, they they should, but these guys should be fucking tried, man. Yeah. Like, these guys should be held. Or, it's one of them's a woman, and it that's the thing with people in power. All they care about is preserving the donor dollars, and they don't care about the the mental health of anybody. And it's true. And preserving their power. They don't yeah, want to have to just, lose yeah. their position. They're holding on to status quo. They want to keep all those that donor money that they can get, keep that rolling in, and they want to make sure that there's no thing that would make those donor dollars go away, which is fucked up because it flies in the face of integrity, and then we don't have a real true moral compass guiding us as a society. And it happens all over the place. I can guarantee you, I, I would put all my money I have that D, this happens all the time at D1 schools. And I guarantee you it happens all the time at any level of college with athletics programs or anything, anything. This, this fucking bullshit where we're just preserving the status quo and we're not going to put anything to – we're not going to really put anything to a real investigation because we want to win now and bring in more donor dollars. And here's two things off of that statement. The one, what hurts the most is that it's, it's not – I mean, it is directly, but it's also kind of indirectly because people don't have anything to do with it is the fact that this hurts the school image. Right. And for the and most part, people will be scared to send their students to Michigan State. It'll yeah. be that but people don't want to go to Michigan State because they don't want to be there. What? And it'll make everyone feel like shit for the next you know few years while they, while they have to deal with this shit. I mean, think, I don't know, but I want to feel and I want to go back to see how does everyone feel about going to Penn State after what happened three, four, or five years the, ago. The, the then you got to think about Baylor. They had that yeah. huge thing. Too. And then, yeah, and then people forget about it because it's swept under the rug yeah. and then some new scandal so about, comes up. Well, it's not so much about being swept under the rug. Once it we, gets once lost. We, yeah, it gets lost because... There's so much shit out there. For Yeah, that's but, what it is. For, for the most part, things always keep getting reminded. Something new keeps coming up for us to focus right. our on. And as a society, we have a short attention span on things. Yeah. Um, that's a, I mean, the last, for example, the, the disaster that's in Puerto Rico is still current, right? They haven't right. Re- they haven't recovered necessarily. But we're, we've moved have we on. For, yeah. yeah. Have we talked about it? When's the last right. time we've talked right. about it? So. But it's but the the problem is when when you, you know you talk about 
the, the school being scared and making potential people being scared to not want to come here. Also, the thing is, the schools have every opportunity to fully investigate these things, highlight who the people are, make them an example of something. Of course, preserve innocence until proven guilty, but make an example out of these people if they are guilty and to do a full investigation and to say, we are, this is not what we believe in here. We're a safe campus. We believe in integrity. We believe in consent. And you can strengthen your profile as a school and strengthen your donor dollars. But the way it's all set up right now is this fucking boys club bullshit where even women are tied into it that are in power that are can only preserve the status of themselves because if they speak out against it, they're double doubly fucked than if a guy said something because they're not going to get a job anywhere. What, what happens if a female president of a school says highlights all the shit that's happened, makes an investigation, and then she gets fired from the school. How is she going to find a job at another D1 school? She probably won't because there's probably some old white man who's in power there that will fuck it o- will fuck her over and they'll they'll say you're never going to get a job anywhere. They do it to black guys, they do it to black women, white women doesn't matter. Anybody that's not a white man, anytime something like this happens, there's a real good chance that their entire career is going to get just blown away. And that they won't have a chance to do anything. And then they're stuck petitioning or making uh, speeches somewhere and going to events rather than having a, 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 a mainstay position somewhere within the regular confines of, of like academic life or, you know, the traditional strata that, that, that or, or courses that those those academics would go down and. It's fucked, man. It needs to change and it we're does. going out of we're going about it the wrong way. And you know what? This brings up another point. Y'all motherfuckers care way too much about sports in this country. Mm. Like that's the thing. It's it's all because right. of sports. But because this isn't like yeah. I guarantee well, you, yeah. if it it's was a professor that the, gets called out on this shit, though, that professor doesn't get protected the, at all. No. Right. I guarantee is, you, if this was an academic side of things, no. they would get taken care of right away. No. But from a fucking uh, from a from a sports con- uh, concept, and, and like you a, could be a D two school and you could yeah, be an athletic matter. coach and you'd still be protected. Yeah, that sport that like brings in like millions of dollars. Billions, billions. But just for that school. Oh yeah, for the school. Right. right, but that but Josh is onto something, and Josh could talk about this probably for days too, because they want to preserve so much money, they want to make so much sponsorship that's what's so dollars. Stop charging me so goddamn that's much. That's what's right. so right. fucked about the NCAA is it's a slavery like, system. It is, like, it is. It is. They don't want to pay the athletes yeah. yet, like. And so I, sure uh, they provide the athletes with yeah. with amenities, but it's not like as much as it should be in terms of percentage of how it's, much they bring in for that school. Exactly, like it's, yes. they're making all this money off of these players' names and likenesses, and yet they don't see like yeah they get their scholarships and people they 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 have backlash. People are like, oh, you're getting this free education and all this stuff, and but like think about all the money they're bringing in just to that school, let alone like the entire country, the NCAA in general, like. Like you said, billions and just like oh, yeah. on a school level, millions yeah. of dollars. Right. Like it's it's insane. Yeah, insanity and and it's it, it's it's rampant everywhere. And it's it's true that you know you could point out that people care about sports and we do it, but it, it's the same thing as you know the Romans. You look at the UK; they're all about about fucking you know footy, football, soccer, whatever you want to call it. Dude, think about how much money is yeah. just in soccer, right? Like, it's oh my god, still right. dumb. I and, saw. I, well, yeah. Well, well yeah. Well, <laughs> soccer's my favorite sport, sport, and it's still but dumb. But sport is sport is also important because it creates community. It does. Yeah. It, it it gives you something to look forward to, especially in the face of despair. Regardless of whatever social strata you're in, it gives you a sense of identity and community, which is great because 
we don't have that in, in a lot of senses. We have it in America. We have a lot of community and identity in certain areas, but there's so much stigma associated with just, you know, I mean, to be honest with you, like not being a white male that it, you, you got to have something somewhere to, to glom onto, to, to hold dear. Um, but what happens is it's easy to shift blame to people like holding sports in a dear light instead of examining the power structures and those in power, the elites that abuse their abuse their platform. And it's everywhere. Uh, politicians, coaches, teachers, professors, police, a- anybody that's potentially in, or not potentially, always in power in a given situation and have status above you, control the, the, the content, the flow of content, the flow of ideas, how the systems function, it's just a system of abuse. And it, yes, it happens at a global level because we are human. But in America, it's especially bad in in athletics. And it's just because there's so much like testosterone, like male aggression, alpha dog bullshit that people can't separate what they do on the court or the field with the rest of their life. They think they have to be the guy. And they think they have to be this tough they, guy. Yeah, and then they have this sense of entitlement. Yeah. Like, I'm so oh, fucking hard I'm and I'm the fucking man. And, yeah, right. like, I'm the man. This I'm the shit. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And the coaches can say whatever they want. Tom Izzo can say, oh, I tell my guys every, after every practice and game that I give them a speech about the social life, all that shit. Like, the academic life yeah. and the sport life. Like, dude, like, come on. That doesn't mean okay, shit. Guy. doesn't mean shit, man. Like... You, there's there needs to be a culture created where we respect everyone and everyone's autonomy. Everyone has the right to, to everyone has autonomy and has the right to control their thoughts, actions, and their physicality. And there's certain times where some of that goes away. Let's say you're at a metal show or a concert with aggressive music and you're moshing. Some of that physical autonomy goes away. No, you don't have the right to grope someone. But if you're moshing and pushing somebody, don't get offended because everybody's doing it. That is not to, to, to try to you know, show that that's equivalent to rape or assault or violence against someone. But, 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 it's, but it's true. Like, you know, there's certain times where some of it goes out the window. But for 99.9% of the time, you are in control of everything. There's, you have all the rights in the world to do and say as you wish as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. And we clearly have so many violations Yes, there are glaring examples of horrible violence and rape and, and things like that in across the globe. But here it's just, it's we talk about it more and we don't really do anything about it. That's my problem. Yeah. Now that we've kind of tongue-lashed for, yeah, that was, yeah. for a while. Um, but, oh, I'm, I'm just glad Larry Nasser's never yep. going to walk out of prison. I just hope that... I just hope it happens to more people who deserve yes, this. Exactly. That's what it is. And I hope let this be these, the ball yep. that rolls forward for everyone else after yep. this. I hope everybody else who, who has done something, who has hidden something, who had turned a blind eye to anything like that, even your friends, your family, whatever, people you know... Anybody you know that has turned a blind eye against violence against a woman or rape against anybody, violence against anybody really, but especially against women, rape, assault, anything like that, they should all be fucked. We should out all of them and they should go to jail. The problem is, like you said before, like before we started taping, you said, you know, this is, probably happens at every single university. It probably But does. it's not being brought to light no. at every single university. Because it's a win-now mentality, especially with sports, but it's also a preservation of status quo and power. They want those dollars. 
They don't want to give them up, and it doesn't matter who's in power. They're going to hold that power. That's the problem with elitism in the U.S. Because here's the worst thing about universities. The they'll, they'll always bounce back. True, right? Because any side of negative pub, uh, publicity, they'll bounce back in a few years. The issue is, is what they right. lose in those first few years. It hurts them for a while because yeah. they, have they the, realize that it can ruin a lot of projects and stuff that they've got going on. So when they lose sponsorships, when they lose donor dollars, like John says, um, it really puts them in a weird predicament. Now, am I justifying this? No way in hell am I justifying right, this. Right. It's just a matter of like, this is wrong, and it, this is how the universities always take things as. But if they start taking chances on, you know, doing the proper investigations and getting this taken care of from the forefront, and not having to find these things five years, ten right. years later, they can reduce the blow on themselves. I mean, let's be honest. Like, yeah, you'll probably get hurt for a little bit, but it'll be like a two-month hurt, not a five-year hurt. So right. when you get things taken care of from the get-go, yeah. everyone Why? gets the piece that they need to right. get, and, and then you, you just move on. You develop a track record. You create yeah. a new precedent that shows that you are on top of the shit and you won't tolerate it. If you show that there's a zero-tolerance policy on this shit and you actually act upon it, all you're going to do is you're going to take a tiny little hit from these fucking assholes who shouldn't be donating you money anyway. Right. And then you're going to get all these future gains because people with integrity are going to want to put their dollars And that's why, like, you know, like, Penn State had that really bad thing. But, like, you think about, like, where they are now. Like, they almost made the college football playoffs this year. They bounced back in a strong way. But But it took them a while. It took them a while. And if they got it from the get-go, they would have only hurt them, like, for six months or so. But you look at the people that are there now, and they're all kind of, like, they want to try and right the ship. And everybody is trying to... Get in the right. They want to try and give Penn State this right image, right. and I think that's that's yeah. a good thing to have. Because like, right. it's not like Penn State was a bad football team when everything. No, hit no, they were a great football they were team. A great but football that team. was part of the problem. Right. I understand, but those people, the, yeah, exactly. the, the issues could have been getting exactly. So, let's say the, the problematic people could have been taken out from the beginning, right. and it would have only hurt them for six months. But they already have good players. They already have good people that are involved with the organization right. gonna, like, that could pick up from there. You're right. gonna lose people that want like. You gave you, scholarships too because they don't want to go there anymore, right. and you know them. when you get those sanctions, people are going to back out of scholarships and go to schools where they can try and win now. And right, exactly. So the yeah. thing is, like, if you, the thing with me thing is that if if somebody decides to leave, fuck them anyway because they clearly right. weren't there for the right intentions. They weren't right. there to to do anything that has a real impact on society. They just want to do what they want to do, and they don't give a fuck about who it hurts or what happens. I mean, yeah, if I was an athlete that committed to Penn State and I want to back out now because of what was going on, or at the time what was going on, right. I mean, right. I'd back out, fuck it, man. I'm here to play football in a safe environment for me to do what I want to do and to right. grow, and, and I want to win. And, yeah, yeah, and I have win. a chance I just because they, they, right. they didn't have a chance. They were suspended from the postseason for a couple of years. You know, have a chance to be able to go to the national champions. To exactly. Stuff I want to. Like I so. want to win. Even if I won't win, I want to. Yeah. I want to have the potential. I guess. To. I guess I was talking more from the standpoint if they went about it the way I was talking about, like yeah. having but, that integrity. Yeah. But the, no, obviously that. Didn't but that's happen, the thing. So. If they if they got it nipped in the right. bud from the beginning, right. it would have hurt them for a few months, right? While they or- reorganized the team. But trust me, they would. Ne- they never would have had any of the sanctions put on them. They would have maintained a, a well, positive. Well, they might have still had the sanctions just because of what it was, but. I don't think so. How would the the NCAA well, would not hurt somebody if the university properly and immediately took care of investigation and then true. took care of? You yeah. know what I mean? They, they would, would have look had at to catch it, it right away, though. That's the. It's thing. hard, and I understand that. But that's what, as soon as, for example, why they got the sanctions was not because Jerry Sandusky did what he did. It it's was because like Joe it, Paterno and everybody. It, it's because when they found out, they swept it under the rug. If yeah. they didn't sweep it under not, the rug, then the school would have never got sanctions on. Them. Right. And you know who that when they they had SC six with Jamel Hill and um, Michael Smith. Michael Smith. They 
They had Bob. Shout Lee. out FC Six. Yep. They had Although Bob I've heard Lee. that she's leaving the show and she's mm-hmm. moving to another right. ESPN show. Mm. They had Bob Lee and they had it's still within ESPN. That's that what I'm saying. Another a ESPN couple show. journalists and attorney she's on there, and they made a great point. They said that it's not just negligence to sweep something under the rug, and it's not and it's not just uh, what they say indifference. Yeah. It's it's an act. Yeah. Like, that's you, an act. You have to put effort. It is yeah. not easy. It, to yeah. You're things. hiding something. It is not you're easy. You're a conspirator. You gotta yeah. live with. You're that. a conspirator. That, and but the it's fact not just that. that they it's can. the fact that you have to they, make sure. So like, so if you're the president of a school and you find out this information, or any sort of high-ranking person, you find out this information, you have to make it look like not only did you not know, but you have to make sure that no one else knows, so yeah. that way nothing happens. If there's a the reason why you're acting like you don't know is because you don't want other people to know either. Right. So that's the reason why. Otherwise, that takes effort, man. That's like John says. That's not just indifference. That's effort. That's yeah. that's knowing something is wrong and making sure no one else realizes that. Like that's what it is. And this isn't just for man, just, this stuff. I'm, this is for any sort of illegal acts. This is for like illegal that. recruiting. This is for uh, when those kids got in trouble for selling memorabilia. Remember that? Oh, um, yeah. That one was so lame, though. It was lame. It was overdone on how they punished them, but at the same time, like, it's wrong. Yeah, which one? The ones where the Ohio State players got in trouble for selling memorabilia. Well, oh, well, that, like, see, that's different now. Now, that's different. That's just somebody trying to make some money on the side because they play wasn't in the that, slave system. But what, wasn't, that, hmm? wasn't that swept under the rug or no? I don't know. That, um, to me, that's that's different. To me, that's not even the same. It is different, but I'm talking of about just, we're talking about just not. on the fact of something right. being swept under the rug. Okay, fine. Let's right. say it's not swept under the rug. Let's ignore that story. But, I mean, I get what you're saying. But for any of those things, anything yeah. that's swept under the rug, right. even outside of the whole sexual it's abuse and sexual allegation things, or sexual misconduct, misconduct right. um, it's all about the fact that if somebody's hiding something and it's something that's illegal, like illegal, uh, like illegal uh, recruiting, when they give them things right. when they're not supposed to be giving them things. Prostitutes, Louisville. Yeah. Uh, Right. Yep. Yep. All sorts of shit. That's different. But let's get away from this negative ass topic and talk about a different negative ass topic. (laughs) And the negative ass topic I want to bring up now is the Grammys, which is currently live. The Grammys. Yeah. Right. But it's currently live, and I always do like to look at it just because I like to see where the general public feels at things. Because really, this is a representation of general public. This is not what's a representation of what's popular. Uh, Maybe because popular is relative, and you need to know what is considered popular in what realm. But I think in terms of the general it, idea now, of things... it is good that there's a lot of hip-hop and R&B and rap that is there this year and is representing what people listen to. Well, and I think that... But uh, the, what helped that, I think, was Chance like cleaning house last year with right. the Grammys. Well, right. so. No, not to mention just all the bitching from the last two to three years. That too, but and, like... Because like, they, they, like, they have to pick Eminem it up. Eminem was getting flack for when uh, he was around like back in his prime like well, the everyone was getting shit okay, right. like, but yeah. everybody was so here's the thing it's good that nobody wanted to give Grammys to hip hop artists which is but bullshit. at the same time even right. when the hip hop award was created in the Grammys the people they were giving the award to over others I mean that is not okay I mean they had look I love Fresh Prince singles. right I don't even that, know look I love the Fresh Prince I yeah. love the Fresh Prince. It was but the Fresh most Prince whitewashed won, yeah. fucking Fresh Prince won white over white cannon crap I forgot who I forgot who won over or who he won over or like how, um, or like Digital Planets won over Biggie. Um, right. Like there's there's so many situations in which, or like when, uh, no, they, somebody won over Wu Tang. That yep. I can't remember who. And the, and it and it's not only it's not only hip hop either. Outkast never got anything right. for the three legendary albums insane. that they put out. It's insane. Like the, talk about a a group that bridged gaps in social different social circles, different ethnicities, different classes, dude. Everybody and their grandma knows who Outkast is, and even if they only know "Hey Ya," that everybody know knows that song and they love it. 
So don't even tell me that, you know, oh, you don't deserve this. But it doesn't just happen in hip-hop. Like, in the 80s, in, I think it was 87, Metallica, I don't know if you guys know who Jethro Tull is. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're a fucking, like, they're like a progressive rock band. Yeah, they're, not a big fan. They're not a metal band, right? Metallica lost to them for best metal. Oh, whatever yikes. it was in 1987. That's bad. So the people that are in charge of that, and it's just like the Oscars, whatever. These they white, just want to preserve. Yep, this tame, whitewashed, old people content that doesn't challenge anything, that doesn't have any level of aggression or challenge to authority, and it it's especially rampant in hip hop, rap, and R and B. But that you know ties into race too, which of course there's a lot of old again. Why Eminem and Macklemore have won hip hop awards right, over other exactly, black people who are ten exactly. times better than them. Right. Exactly. But like for example, okay, so Jazzy Jeff and uh, Fresh Prince they won over LL Cool J for best rap album of the year in 1989, and that Cool J album I forgot which Yikes. one it was. That one was phenomenal. Yes, and it had and now that wasn't like an overly political album, if I remember correctly. But nope. he did challenge a couple things. He said some things that they well, didn't he like. says. He says things in a way that people weren't responding to. Which back is then. ridiculous. I mean, which is, which brings in the race factor. Because right. exactly. as much as I love Fresh Prince and Let everything me, that I mean, he stands for, he was what's considered white friendly. Right. Exactly. And that's why he was able to have a successful show on NBC. And and let's right. not really compare Eminem to Macklemore, please. Yeah. Like, oh, I, well, I'm, I I'm not. Agree. I was just bringing up two no, white I, men who right. won over clearly better black men that were in the contest that year. That year specifically, like Macklemore beat up, like Macklemore well, beat up. Never did he should. Yeah, won but I mean, like Macklemore, for example, it wasn't like what I'm saying is that it wasn't no. a weak year in hip hop. Like no. Kendrick had Good Kid, Mad City, which is arguably one of the best albums oh, of the yeah. decade, and he oh, lost oh to Macklemore. That, yeah, that's that was a, fucked up. That's that was, one of the. It's best not like Kendrick albums. lost to, uh, with no. Section 80. He lost with yeah. Good Kid, Good Mad, Kid City, Mad City, which is arguably the best hip hop album since My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kendrick by Kanye West. No, like that was ridiculous. I think that album is like one of the best albums within the last twenty years of any genre and like, then he magically it's beats it with to pimp a butterfly oh i know which i think he did think get some awards I over that greatest, like, i think well i don't want to go there but you know it's it's hard that's one of i think that's one of the greatest albums of all time but that's me at the same time yes there's so much so much bullshit and it's the same conversation of course i'd have topic. to know what year eminem won over those people. No, I don't want that he was nominated. See, but damn mean, near. Well, I guess I'm biased because Eminem's like my favorite at, artist of all time. Now, but. I don't want to. I don't like Macklemore, but what he did with challenging homophobia was really important. True that, yeah. He did mix it up. It's. I'm giving a side eye right now, but don't even ahead. tell me that, Samer. There's a lot of people who did I more. don't find yes. that song effective. I don't find that song as much as it thinks that he thinks that he's shouting out gay people. I really all don't that think it's ma- that effective. All that matters is I he, think it was a no, whack political play. All that matters That's all I'm saying. All that matters is I heard he, that song all that matters is he created a conversation and now groups Kanye like, West ten years ago when he found out his cousin was gay says, you know what, I think that we all need to work on that. And you know what? He yeah. stopped saying homophobic slurs slurs yeah. in his in his songs. Yeah, but it still happens. It still happens. Now I'm not saying that everybody's grown up in the same and even today after Macklemore, what he did, not everyone is yeah, on the same happens. boat. Everyone still I'm just says saying shit. It's good. I'm, I'm saying, saying that saying... we have to give people credit where credit is due. No, he should not have beat Kendrick. Kendrick is Shouldn't undoubtedly have been fucking nominated. Right. Kendrick is undoubtedly better than him. But that was an important song and it's an important moment in time because Hip hop and rap have always been very, very, very homophobic, and it was big to have that change. And now I don't want to give him credit for creating, you know, content that's like that now or that that is not homophobic now. But I think that he set a stage for groups like Brockhampton, 
to come out to say Odd Future set a stage for Brockhampton. Well, no, but I'm Mac saying Moore I'm, t- I'm talking shit about my point. I'm talking about not being homophobic. Or Macklemore is the most what's the word I'm looking for here? Unneeded person in the history of all of hip hop. Mm. <laughs> like even Vanilla Ice is more impactful Vin- I don't to think me. So. Oh, I think Vanilla Shout Ice out is the trash. That. I think all Vanilla I know Ice is, is that absolute garbage. Vanilla Ice's two songs no. are more iconic no, than anything abs- Macklemore has iconic, ever Iconic, sure, but it's because there's some lame-ass white people that listen to that shit. Now, <laughs> well, first off, Macklemore, the second song was dope as shit. Ice Ice Baby, yeah, it's corny as shit, Vanilla but Ice Ninja Rap was Vanilla awesome. Vanilla Ice can't hold Macklemore's jock, and I don't like Macklemore. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Vanilla Ice should be scraped off the face of the earth for the end, till the end of time. He shouldn't exist. He's fucking garbage. He stole Queen and David Bowie's sure song. Did. Pretended he didn't. And he's this? Fuck- Vanilla Ice. Oh, I'm not saying Vanilla oh, no. Ice is no, no. to be respected. No, no, I'm just I'm saying, saying I think you're wrong. I think Vanilla Ice is trash, and I think Macklemore is better I'm, than him. I don't think no. Macklemore is good, but I think <laughs> I what he did, trash. I think that song was important, and I think it's super important for challenging people and kind of bridging the gap between communities. Yes, ASAP Rocky has done some great shit too by working with Jeremy Scott. Same thing, same thing with Travis Scott working with him. People wearing d- designer clothes by gay fashion designers but you still have people like fucking offset saying i don't vibe with queers no we he explained it i don't give a fuck and for the most part fuck offset i'm sorry but the word queer is not owned by the home yeah fo- but that's what he community. meant that's what he meant dude. if that's what he meant that's sure. what he meant but i never would tell me that. that he didn't mean it regardless that i don't give a fuck about the migos anyways. there's a lot of rappers that are fucking homophobic and stupid and it's because they don't know how to express their emotions and i bet you like i said last week a lot of them are deep as fuck in the closet anyway so that's <laughs> so all let's get to the grammys um, so, since we were sitting here and talking about hip-hop not being appreciated, they overdid it this year, but it's fine, I don't mind, because these songs are fucking amazing. Yep. Um, Record of the Year, which is always a nice one to see hip-hop people on, because it tends to always try to have a blend of different genres. Right. Um, Red Bone, Despacito, yes. no. The Story of OJ, Humble, mm-hmm. and 24 Karat Magic. All banging songs, except for Despacito, except Daddy Yankee's yep. verse is fucking yep. fire. Yep. Daddy Yankee Daddy makes Yankee. that song. Daddy well, Yankee's Daddy Yankee's, yeah. He yeah. is that song. Goat. Daddy Yankee created oh, that whole bro, fucking bro, thing. Bro, That's bro, all I'm saying. I'm, I guarantee he wrote that song for Louis. Oh, oh uh, I'm sure. Louis, uh, whatever his name. I'm is. sure he did. Um, he, album of the year is also damn near all hip hop except for Lord. Uh, it's Lord Awaken My Love, Four Four Four, Damn, Melodrama by Lord, and Twenty Four Karat Magic. Dude, by I Vermont. don't even know Lord still made music. She fucking. She sucks. just dropped an album this she year. She sucks, dude. I don't care. That's I an artist I don't either. care about. I think at she's all. a bootleg version of Lana. She, dude, she, well, no, yeah. she, yes, she's absolutely. She's a good like, one. That's a good yeah. comparison. Royals was okay, but it didn't deserve the play I that it got. Like that song, and it I was, was so furious when everyone was comparing her to Kanye West. I'm like, stop, no, dude, she's stop. Fucking, she is not no. creative. I don't care if she, she, you know, did her own thing. She's what? She's from like New Zealand or Australia or something. Whatever, dude. I don't know. I don't I, care. I, I thought she's British. I don't know. All I know is there's there's literally millions of Americans or anyone else in the globe who has more. That's talent the one thing I'd like to see more inter- actual international artists. Yes, but um, yeah, ones that are, you know, I'd like to see some more, some song UK of the, grime artists. Song of the Year. Some African artists. Which, Song of the Year and Record of the Year always confuse me. I'll I watch the Grammys when they nominate some pop punk artists. That's never going to happen. I know. I'll, yeah, I'll watch the Grammys when... when um, until pop punk becomes popular. Even yeah, though it's funny that the word is pop. Oh, it's always going to be... Oh, it was popular at one point, yeah, but, but, not, it's, but it's, a, not, it's not different than it was, was back, back then. then. Yeah, it's an evolution. Uh, song of the Year is Despacito, 444, Issues by Julia Michaels. I don't know what that is. Uh, the suicide song by Logic, and that's what I like by Bruno Mars. That, see now that's now I'm not a big Logic fan either. It's the same thing as Macklemore, but that song is super important. 
It's just like the 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 song Macklemore made. I can't stand his voice. It's my I, I don't issue. like Logic. But so I don't listen to this song. Super important song. Because I can't get into Logic. It's a tackling a topic that is is really important and in the headlines and it's super super crucial for our generation. All right, how about really this? Actually, generation. Okay, this is what we're doing wrong. I'm listening to you. You have to pick our vote. Okay, so record of the year. Oh yes, yeah, we should. Yeah, it's well. Okay, it's live, and by the time you guys hear this, the you're going to know our winners known, probably. But, but and actually, I can look up the winners right now, but I don't want. What are record of the year? That would defeat so record the purpose of, the year, of what we're doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> record of the year is Redbone, Despacito, Story of OJ, Humble, Twenty Four Karat Magic. I think for record of the year, it's going to be Redbone. Yes, I agree because it's it, it's a song that blends multiple people together. Because the song is awarded to an artist and to the producers, recording yes. engineers, and the mixers and the mastering and, engineers. So it's about it, the overall right. sound, the and record. And it's a fucking incredible song. It's Holy mind blowing. Holy shit! That song, that See, album, is the reason ah, why he's can't Lando no, Calrissian. Right. That now, is the reason why now, he got the part for political reasons. I'm picking humble, but that's just hum, me. now that that's probably my favorite song out of that list. But Redbone is. More important to me, I think. it's not just about important. It, I think, I it's think more for important. what the record more of the year impact. means, no, no, not even that. Just for what record of the year means when it's about the overall sound, right. as a team, when it as comes a down to the sound right. of what the song is, I right. think it's Redbone because that's an experimental sound. Humble is a great track, Kendrick. Story yeah. of OJ is a phenomenal track, yeah. right? But as a sound, I don't care for Story right. of OJ like I do for Redbone, right? Exactly, or as a sound, great, I don't care for great Humble content in exactly. Story of OJ, but it's see, I don't know what, what it is about me, but I just cannot get into Redbone or even Childish's new album. New album? But no. it's just because I don't know, I still take it's like like, not like it's not his old stuff. Like, I no, respect, it's not, it's not what his original is. I love his rapping, yeah, it's kind of, I just no, no, it's that. different. This is his take because he's explaining I'm glad he's doing what he wants to do and bringing out his artistic side. I'm so happy right, for him, but cool. I just can't vibe to it like I used to old childish. No, and I feel you. I feel you. Because I know why you were a fan of him. Right. And for me, this is not me being a fan of him. This is me being a fan of the music that he made. So it's like, the right. fact that he did it and it turned out this beautifully, that's why I'm happy. If it right. turned out to be ass, I wouldn't be happy for it. You right, know what I mean, yeah. so because I find it so well, I was actually like, I couldn't believe how many people actually ended up liking that album and everything. I was like, wow. But you like, know what though? The people who like it are the people who like that style of music from the seventies. So I feel like he still did lose a lot of fans, but with this album, he gained a lot of fans because there's true. a lot of people yeah. who don't like Camp, but there's a lot of people who don't like which because is crazy. the internet to me. I know. That's well, okay, crazy. first off, when you go back and listen to Camp, because it's all internet... corny little Wayne rhymes, oh, I which love is it. fine, I and I love, love it. it. I don't know. I love it, and it does a certain thing for me. But I if I was a, if I was this hip hop fan who's looking at this guy I named it's Childish Gambino, and you look at it and you listen to it, and you're like, wow, this guy's a whack version nah. of Lil Wayne. But I still love it. He's amazing. I think it's See, sick. and I think because the internet was like a little bit of a crossover between Camp and then his new and, album. Because yep. yep. he's starting to learn That's to like sing. He's starting to learn to well, do some instrumentalism. Yeah. Well, he got better at singing. Because he was singing even back on his old shit. Yeah, but he was like, singing like Kanye sings. Like, I'm just going to sing, but I don't know what I'm right. doing. True. Like, you, like, he's finally starting to put together. He actually put an effort into singing yeah. um, because of the internet. Yeah. Um, and it's because, I don't, I, I have to look at Awaken My Love, but for Camp and for Because of the Internet... He does a lot of the work alone and with one other guy That's that I cool. can't remember how to pronounce Shit. his name. But they are the ones who work together. And they don't necessarily work with other people outside of themselves. And because the internet was the first time that he brought in features, and then I think on Awaken My Love, I think he brought in new people to work with to do new sounds and oh, things right, like that. Right. But traditionally, this has more been just, this is my work, this is me doing it. And that's what that's what those first two albums are like. Or like that yeah. one... Uh, the mixtape that he has with the sun and all that, the rising sun. Ah, uh, yeah. The, the cow eye or whatever. I forgot. And the mountain, stone mountain and all that. That mixtape that's two sides. Like, whatever. But I like can't that think one. of it right now. Yeah, I forgot the name. Yeah. 
Um, okay, so album of the year is Awaken My Love, 444, Damn, Lord's Melodrama, and Bruno Mars, 24 Karat Magic. I think Damn needs to win that. I, my favorite is Damn. I, don't, I honestly don't know what's going to win. People are going to hate me for this because I'm a huge Kendrick and Jay-Z fan, right? I also, and I think those albums were phenomenal. Yep. But when it comes down to this year, I think as an album... Bruno? It's between Bruno and Childish. Yeah. See, and I can see Bruno Bruno's Mars so just good. because it's Bruno Mars. He's so you know? fucking oh, good. Oh, is he going to win? Yeah, guy. we're talking. but I'm talking about just who I want. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, I wouldn't be mad at all if Bruno Mars won because I, I think wouldn't be mad if any of them. I think he Lord deserves all of his fame. I think if, he's if so fucking wins, talented. Here's the thing: he if anyone talented, wins, I can't get into him, but he is talented. I love if him. If anyone wins, as long as it's not Lord, I don't mind. Like, I'm not going to be disappointed. It's just a matter of like, and I haven't listened oh, to Lord's yeah. album. And I can't bash it too to, much, but I can't imagine me, it being that good. To me, it's anybody but Lord. Because I, first of all, I didn't even know she made an album. I don't know if it's because she's not on my radar or what, but I just don't care for her music. I don't think she does anything interesting or important. I think it's just mediocre honestly she well I, personally and i has nothing <laughs> no i'm with you i'm with you i, I don't think it's I was mediocre. Say, but she I, makes songs for teenage white girls but, right but at the same time she's grown a little older and hopefully this album is different but i haven't listened to it It doesn't do anything song of the year uh despacito 444 mm-hmm. issues by julia michaels i've never heard of that i don't know that uh either. that 1-800 suicide song mm-hmm. uh by logic and lisa cara and khalid and that's what i like by bruno mars what's the what were the first couple despacito and 444 Dude, so this is watch for song Despacito of the year. win, dude. This yeah. is this it, is a songwriter's probably, award. This is about be, content. It'll probably be Despacito. Uh, at, no, but here's the thing: as a content or, song, or logic, a songwriter, or logic, it's probably gonna yeah. end up being Logic, or it's gonna be Bruno Mars, because for 444, and I, I can see Bruno win, winning that. Too. I would love to see 444 win. No, because I think 444 I, is the weakest content really? song in terms of songwriting, because he has better songs on that album. Oh yeah, but, but that's, that's what I'm saying the, for in terms right. of what's being promoted. I'd like, rather have that. If win story win. of OJ. Oh, or right. Family oh, Feud yeah. oh, was yeah. put as this, then I would yeah. give those. Story of OJ, right. Well, 444, yeah. I feel like it's just him doing his moment of truth. He has his bars, but it's more like he's just talking. Yeah. But I like Family like it, Feud, it's beautifully written. I like Story it, of OJ is beautifully written. Um, I just like how honest he got now. Yeah, but own, I mean, he's own. always been honest. He's just, but he's just, he's just, he's growing up. That's right, what it is. That's he's what got I, grown. I just like him talking about, you know, he's no longer, slightly alienated like, from everybody. Yeah, because like when he, so like his yeah. later albums, he's getting older, but he's not necessarily growing up. He just got older and he's just saying, I'm no longer doing what I used to do. But it's not that he grew up and evolved. Now he's showing that he grew up and evolved. Right. Best new artist, Alicia Cara, Khalid, Lil Uzi, Julia Michaels, and SZA. Uh, my vote's Khalid. I Khalid's think sick. I think because he's bringing back popularity I, I to... I swear to God, Uzi wins. It's I, not going to be Uzi. Like Uzi will Uzi. not win this only I because like he, he is I'm not what the Grammys won. I'm rooting for him. I can't do All Uzi. Right. I'm rooting Who do you for, vote for Josh? Then? At the same time... Um, I, what were the choices again? Alicia Cara, Khalid, I think, I think Uzi. Gonna, I think Sizz is going to win. I think Sizz could win, too. She's going to win. I she's, she's got too much of an impact, and she can do so many things in yeah. every genre. That she can blend. It's it's like what we were talking about out, Outcast before. Um, personally, I think it's gonna end up being Alicia Cara, and, but yeah, uh, I want Khalid. Sizz has got a sick name too. Let's yeah, be real. it's sick. <laughs> um, best pop solo. She's isn't she top dog too? Yep. Yeah. Fuck hell yeah, top uh, dog. Best pop solo performance. Uh, 
I mean, Shape of You by Ed Sheeran. What about us by Pink? Ed Sheeran will win. I'm not even going to look at the rest. Praying by Kesha. Love So Soft by Kelly Clarkson. Actually, he got shafted big time in the Grammys nominations this year. Really? Yeah. I think he'll win. And I think his album was actually pretty solid. Yeah, too. he's he's always good. Shape of You. Kesha's up for... Kesha made new music? The album that. is so good. Cause is like, it? She's oh, finally man, expressing dude, herself. used to be my shit. It's not like how it was before. Though. Damn. But it's still good. She was bait. I think you like it. Yeah, she was. I remember you came back from her concert covered in glitter and shit. Dude, and then I dressed up as her for Celebrity Day. This uh, man came to school with a fucking trash bag. Trash bag. And then he put some glitter on his face because he and used... wore a, a blonde wig. And blonde I, came, wig. I came to school in heels, but I had to take them off because I couldn't do it for very um, long. Fun fact about Josh Mack: there is not a single thing that he has not worn that is intentionally made for the feminine side of humanity. <laughs> hey, do That's true. He has worn <laughs> leggings, a thong, normal panties, a bra, a training bra, a woman's hoodie. A woman's tank top, a woman's t-shirt of some sort, wigs, for example. He's put on makeup, nail polish, hey, lipstick, do you gotta do? eyeshadow. Uh, well, he's worn oh, curly fuzzy socks. <laughs> he's worn heels. He has hey. worn it all, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Hey. So you make as long, as, long as you fucking. As long as I remember. I was there for yeah. all of it, Josh. As long as you fucking rock it when you do it, yeah. who gives a Dude, shit? Dude, take pride in it. My man. favorite thing is when he wore the thong in school. Oh, he man. just kept readjusting his junk and just kept going. Why did I it wear was, this? And I told him, I don't know why you wore it. Either. Was not afraid to tell anybody or nope. show anybody either. Yeah, that, was, sure. that was middle school, oh, also seventh another, grade, man. Also, another fun fact about me and Josh. Um, I am one of the few of Josh's very good friends throughout his childhood who has yet to seen his penis. Mm. It's not the fact That's that Josh surprising. shows his penis. It's the fact that he's continuously pants. And then he sits there standing like Superman well, going, a, yes, you see my penis. <laughs> Go ahead and everyone look at my penis. I it was a, a, it was a mixture of both sometimes. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, oh man, I used to pull some Louis C.K. shit back in the day. Oh God. Right. But the thing is, you weren't an adult. No, I was in all, at the same time. <laughs> you also though, did have like a third of your front at the same time, cortex. From cortex the, from the rumors of women out in the world and from some of the guys who have seen his penis I have heard that he should be proud of it yeah, and that is why he has pulled it out because he is loud and proud yeah, of it that's a nice dick but gladly he's learned to keep it in his pants take, take pride in what you pack yep. and uh, I've been friends with Josh for about 11 years now and I have yet yeah, seen his penis that's surprising which yep. I find great Josh so, and I have seen each other's penis a lot yeah that's all I'll say I won't say anything <laughs> else about that I'm just gonna say that alright best pop duo group performance um, something just like this by Chainsmokers and Coldplay. Nope. Despacito. That sounds Please, that's like no. that's like where Please, music no. goes to die. It, Chainsmokers it, to me is the fucking <laughs> antithesis of my being, and Coldplay is the most fucking boring bullshit I've ever First fucking off, heard. Dude, early Coldplay is better. Yes, the scientist's great. Yes, blush, rush of blood to the head. Anything like early, like yes. early Coldplay, great. Now they just make fucking shitty Nuevo disco. What's that makes me want to fucking. Ju- I don't. Know, Chris Martin. Chris right? Martin. Oh, Chris Martin on Homecoming by Kanye West. Right, no, Chris Woo! Martin. No, no, it's just the, it's just the fucking, it's the, 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 the music they make now. It's just not yeah. the yeah, same. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, Despacito, God, Thunder man. by Imagine Dragons. Oh, because it's group. Okay. Um, Feel It Still by Portugal featuring the man. I don't even know And that. Stay by Zed featuring at least a car. God, car. these are all bad. These are so not what I listen to. I believe it's my vote is Stay. My vote is Stay. I don't even know that song. Who's gonna win? Either Despacito. Or that Chainsmokers and Coldplay. It'll be Despacito, dude. It'll that song Despacito. was so big. Yeah. And it still is big. Like, you still um, hear it. Best traditional pop vocal album. Uh, Michael Bublé's, Bob Dylan, Seth MacFarlane, Sarah McLachlan, or Dave Bennett, who's a producer and just has various artists on it. Uh, my vote is Michael Bublé, because he's the only person yeah. I've ever listened to Bublé is so good. I mean, good. I don't know he's about so Bob skilled. Dylan. But... Bublé's Bublé just got it all. shit. He's just, just give it to him. Do you have any votes, Josh? Nah, whatever. Know. It's Bublé, man. He's the okay. Best. best pop vocal album: Kaleidoscope EP by Coldplay, Lust for Life by Lana, 
Evolve by Mansion Dragons, Rainbow oh. by Kesha, Divide by Ed Sheeran, or Joanne by Lady Gaga? I'm voting Ed Sheeran. I hope, I'm voting it's, Ed, Ed, Sheeran. I hope it's Ed Sheeran. At the same time... Actually, and Lana's was good, and Kesha's was yeah, good. I, and I, and I, I, I like bet, Lana a lot, too. I, I could see Lana winning, I, but... Honestly, I'm one of those people that also really, really likes Lady Gaga, but I didn't, I do li- too. I didn't listen to any of it. But I haven't heard her album. Me right. either. Yeah, so I, I, I want to say Ed Sheeran, because I really like him, and he makes great music. He and does. He, uh, he like works it, with every yeah. genre, too. He makes Dude, music I everybody. can't wait till he has yeah. a Kanye track. My Dude, he's God. So on Eminem's album. Yeah. That song is so Dude, good. Dude, his song with uh, The Weeknd from two albums ago mm-hmm. was mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Best dance recording. I don't know any of these songs. Like all EDM shit. Uh, there is a song with the Gorillas featuring Drum, which I've yet to listen to because I've yet to listen and to Then I'm going for that. Go Gorillas. I hope that wins, yeah. That one is going to be my vote. I don't even need to know also, the rest. Uh, there's LCD sound system for tonight. I've heard oh, that they're, one. They're solid. Odeza has a, uh, has a. I might have heard that Odeza song. Best dance electronic album. Muramasa. Like, Muramasa yeah. is so good. Like, better win. Why can we get EDM on there, but we can't get like pop punk? Like, come on. Who else is on the EDM? Pop punk falls under rock. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, Bonobo for Migration. Work for 3D the Catalog. I don't know. Any Muramasa, Muramasa. Odeza, um, A Moment Apart. Sylvanesso is solid. I played them a couple times on the Oshkosh radio station. Shout out 90.3 WRSTF on Oshkosh. <laughs> but I really, really hope that. It's it's my vote is uh, is Muramasa. My vote is Muramasa yeah. because because they do some interesting shit. It's just one dude, by the way. I found right. that out yeah. uh, a few months ago because so a couple months ago I went to go see a show at the Paps, which by the way, first time at the Paps, and I want to go to more shows at the Paps. My beautiful, God, right? that place is great, yeah, beautiful. Um, and he's Incredible cool, man. He's a multi instrumentalist and mostly percussion, right? And he's got all these sounds and instruments around him. Then he's got a guitar that he picks up, and I think he has a bass up there too. And, uh, and then he just had this girl coming out and doing all the vocal stuff. Uh, she was cool. She was a hype track, but he was just—he was killing it, man. That was—that yeah, was great. Uh, I haven't listened to him a lot, but he's—I don't know anybody in contemporary. Okay, here's rock. Steve Best Howard. rock performance. Steve Leonard Cohen for "You Want It Darker." Chris oh, Cornell yeah. for "The Promise." Foo Fighters for "Run." Khalil for "No Good." What is this for? This is Best for... rock performance, and nothing more for "Go to War." I the thing now I honestly wouldn't be oh they say winner on, on yeah but let's not oh. say it okay never mind. Gonna I was gonna say it probably would be Leonard Cohen because not I mean Chris Cornell passed too Leonard Cohen passed and he had such an impact on rock and standard pop songs from the seventies especially the seventies until today that he deserved to win posthumously uh, Chris Cornell he is also super important but honestly his last couple things he had done with um. His own work, Soundgarden, and then the Audio Slave stuff I just wasn't into, but that's my own personal thing, of course. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I honestly... Oh, yeah, here's Metal. Hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah, best, me- best Metal performance. Metal, yeah, let's see. August Burns Red for Invisible Enemy, Body Count for Black Hoodie, Code Orange for oh, Forever, yeah. Mastodon for Sultan's Curse, and Mashuga for Clockworks. Uh, Clockworks. I think Mashuga deserves all the credit because they are... If I, I know you guys don't listen to tons of metal, but... Mash- I know Mashuga though. Mashuga is basically what they had done in the 80s. They were like kind of like a Metallica worship band. They wanted to make thrashy, fast stuff. And then in the 90s, they switched their sound up to this groovy, slow pummeling rhythmic sound and ever since then they've basically been the four the forerunners and 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 steady uh band doing like the if you guys know what gent is it's like a rhythmic rhythmic pummeling uh like syncopated heavy style of metal where there's a lot of bottom end there's a lot of of just deep impact a lot of crazy footwork with drumming and it's intense super intense they're like the kings of all the modern metal bands, like metalcore, all this shit. So I hope they would win. At the same time, Code Orange, they are changing things up. They're blending hardcore and metal, like like metallicized hardcore, and really like 
like noisy raw type shit. Um, August Burns Red's a Christian band that's really heavy, so it'd be cool to see them win too. Because um, usually, you know, metal's like the all that like let's let's just be the antithesis of, of right. you know Christian cult, all that stuff. And you know, I love that. It doesn't stuff have too. to be because metal really is just to be right. embodiment of, embodiment of it's the a, instruments. It's a, right, and it's a it's a, a rebellious style of music. It doesn't have to be some. It doesn't conform to a traditional style of rock and roll. Right. And that's to what me, it's for. I would hope that it's either Metallica or it's Code that's why Orange. metal and metal or not Metallica, Meshuggah. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God, Meshuggah. But metal, or Code but metal music ended yeah. up splitting into so many different genres because right. again, it's just right. new ways to rebel yeah. against the original conformity of rock and roll. Right. Right. Um, this is best rock song which just like song of the year is focusing on the lyrical content on the songwriters so metallica for atlas rise k flay for blood in the cut nothing more for go to war foo fighters for run and avenge sevenfold for the stage i don't know oh man avenge i, I, I like it avenge sevenfold i'd say that I like would be cool i didn't i don't know really any of those songs to Me be honest either. with you atlas rise is kind of a return to metal not not like their prime but a better sound than what they had previously made for the last few albums so that's good um, I didn't even know they still made music. I think oh, that yeah. would be cool. Stop. It'd be cool if they won. Because, um, I mean, obviously they've been shafted Some before. Talent, They're legends. They're so important they, yeah. for well, everything. This one is Best Rock Album. Mastodon for Emperor Stand. Metallica for Hardwired to Self-Destruct. Um, nothing more for the stories we tell ourselves. Queens of the Stone Age for Villains. And The War on Drugs for a Deeper Understanding. I don't even know who The War on Drugs I, is. I don't know any of Queens these. of the Stone Age lost a step, in my opinion, in terms of their songwriting. I, yeah. I would hope that it's the, the Emperor of Sand by Mastodon because okay. that was clearly the best album out of those. Uh, best selection. alternative album: uh, Arcade Fire for Everything Now, Gorillas for Humans, LC Gorillas, American Dream, Gorillas. Father John Misty for Pure Comedy, and The National for Sleep Well Beast. Father John Misty is the shit. Gorillas is the shit. I um, I didn't I, listen to the LCD's Sound System album. Neither did Gorillas I. Gorillas I haven't listened to, but I know it was really good. Yep. Arcade Fire heard a few tracks off the new album was pretty good. I think they're sick. I haven't listened to the John Misty one. John Misty's awesome. See, this is why I can't the get National, into the Grammys. I don't know any of this music. The National oh, is, is, is super tame and like no, I know, but even so, even the, not my thing. Even the other so but, this, you know, categories. This is now best R&B performance. This is my realm of Here expertise. Here we go. Um, get You by Daniel Caesar, which is my vote. Uh, Kalani for Distraction. Ladisi for High. Oh, that was a good song. Ladisi's yeah, coming back. Yeah, that's a great song. Bruno Mars for That's What I Like, which I would vote for, but not yep. for the R&B category. Right, exactly. Um, that's and The Weekend by SZA, which is a good song, but I, I don't pick... appreciate it telling everyone to be hoes. I so... think that song is awesome because it's so rebellious. <laughs> well, it's so true. Yes. You know what it is? I... It's a moment of truth. And I think it's the best performance out of this list. But Get You is the one song on this category that makes me feel for old R&B. This makes me want to mm-hmm. fall in love. This makes me want to make yep. love. This, yep. Want, yep. this makes me want to be so whoop, happy it's a whoopee song. around another woman. Make whoopee. It's it's just, it's so deep. And then when the girl comes at the end, it's just, it's, I mean, Kali Yukis is great. She just put out a track with Tyler, the creator, I and uh, forgot who the other guy is on it. But that was a really good song. came out like last week or so. Um, and I mean, we're talking about Get You has been added to my future plans of marriage. Like, it, it will be the song that I will get engaged to. All right, so that... And I must cut out the second verse because it's oh, about sex and I can't really be talking about fucking, you know, hey, proposing you my wife. say whatever you want. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's your wife, man. No, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> the best traditional R&B performance, The Baylor Project, Laugh to Move On, Childish Gambino, Redbone, Anthony Hamilton, What I'm Feeling, that's a great song. That would be All good. the Way by LaVisi, also a great song. Miley Music, still haven't heard that one. For performance, it'd be Redbone yep. because my God, yep. would that be so strong that's, to hear live? I think that's one of the best songs in the last handful. It's it's Man. one of the best. Just, that falls under R and B. What's up? That falls under R and B. Yeah. Well, yeah, because it's 
it's like an Isley Brothers album. Like right. it really is just the rhythm and blues. It's not following true. traditional hip hop yeah, styles, right. and it's not following a rock and roll style. That's true. Um, best R and B song: PJ Morton's f- First Began, Khalid's Location, Charles Bambino's Redbone, Says a Supermodel, Bruno Mars. That's what I like. My vote is probably Location. Location, or or again Redbone for um, me. No, because we're going to talk about lyricism because this is a songwriting I love award. Love the songwriting in and Redbone. Yeah, but I love the Redbone for Redbone. me, the magic isn't so or its power and strength isn't so much in the in the lyrics as much as it is it. in the vibe that you get as every word is sung. Yeah. While in location, location, location so makes me want to be in high school and fall yeah. in love with that first girl all location over again. Is that amazing. girl who had no ass, with no lips, couldn't do her makeup, don't know how to do her hair. She just always nah. has awkward ass selfies. You have, a, Instagram. you have a connection. But my God, am I there still in no love with Instagram, her? Though. What's up? There was no Instagram though. I'm talking True. about still today. I still follow her. Oh, yeah. oh, and everything. No. Oh, okay. I all this you meant, still, like, in high school. Oh, yeah. No, talk <laughs> about this. This was all true in high school. It's all true today. She never changed. I'm still in love with this girl to this day. This girl is still mind blowing. All right, it's been. 2009 to now, nine oh, years. Damn. I've been into as this we, As we're talking about this, Brody is going off. Yeah, we're watching the Philly and uh, he's Lassie going game. off. Shout out Wesco. He's he's spreading the he's he's seizing and spreading the gap between them and Philly. They're up 116 to 107 with just under two minutes. Westbrook is a god. So this is best urban contemporary album. Black, um, black for free black. Childish Gambino, Awaken My Love, Khalid's American Teen, Scissors Control, and The Weeknd's Starboy. This is so hard SZA. because all these albums are so good, but SZA Starboy or... automatically gets disqualified because it is not like the rest. Yes. I say SZA. Like, when we play the game of which one of these is not like the other, it's Starboy. SZA and Awaken My... <laughs> uh, control and Awaken My Love. Oh, best R&B album. Now, I know my... my my From this, just by reading the first one. Ooh, music soul Daniel Caesar's Freudian. Is so good. That's good. Ladisi's love rule. Music Soul Child. Um, yep. Yeah, I you like hate it. Music Soul Child. I like don't Music speak. Soul Child. Well, okay, maybe you grew up. Did you grow up, Josh? Well, no, I don't listen to him. Okay. <laughs> he I still like puts it. out banging songs. I mean, I, oh, I have I like to listen him. to his he old has a, stuff again. He has I, a song that came did out I hate this. him though? So and then hold on. So yeah, Daniel Caesar Freudian, um, Ladisi's Love Rule, Bruno Mars Twenty Four Carat, PJ Morton's Gumbo, which I haven't heard, and Music Soul Child's Feel the Real, which I've heard. That's good. On um, Feel the Real by Music Soul Child, he has a song called Start Over, and it's oh, yeah. so good. Oh, yeah. Uh, See, I used to love R&B. I it's, wish it, it's like, still there. It's I, still, went through, I went through it. It's hard to find. Today, you got to look for it as adult contemporary, yeah, because it's, R&B it's today adult, is like yeah. Bryson Tiller and Drake, which right. is not R&B. Yeah, right. yeah. It's just, let's talk about sexual things while singing rapping. Sex with, yes. Yeah, and it's not rap, even yeah. sexual things. It's like, I didn't need you anymore. Yeah. Like, it's it's not even love. It's not It's not yeah, about it's love. Just, it's lame, yeah. It's like sad boy. My vote is probably Freudian. For R&B yeah. album, who's gonna win? It's probably gonna be Bruno Mars because it's Bruno Mars. Even though I just don't. I'm don't. going Music Soul Child. Um, best rap performance: Bounce Back by Big Sean, Cardi nope. B's Bodak Yellow, nope. Jay Z's 444, Humble by Kendrick Lamar, and Bad and Bougie by Migos. Um, for impacts, perf- impacts. You can't, Dude, de- you can't deny Bad and Bougie and Bodak. Mine is bad, be bad and Bougie. And bad Bodak. and Bougie was such a banger until yes. Lil Uzi came on. Well, and then, and then like, you just right, cut it off. I, yeah, then I skip that, it. That offset. That's now that takeoff remix. Never at came the out. same thing, at the same time, don't let that. If you don't, if you think Little Uzi's not good because of that song, don't let that warp the rest of his. Oh catalog. no! So for example, but okay, so I don't. At want, the same time, I'm saying Humble's the best on that list. Oh yes, without a doubt. Kendrick Lamar is the greatest rapper alive, in my opinion. I know um, other people disagree. I think for performance, I think he's second it's, best. Yeah, and Actually, I don't even listen to him that much. I take it back. Bodak Yellow is not on there for me. Uh-oh. It's gonna be between MB Bad and Bougie and Humble because those two are very powerful songs mm-hmm. to uh, to perform. Bodak is Bodak also is is probably my second favorite on there because Cardi was like, I'm gonna do what Nicki Minaj does and take it. 
the next step. Well, it's not even just that. So here's the funny thing about Bodakel. When I first heard it in the summer, I, love I didn't like the song. I love Cardi right? so much. And I didn't like the song, and I just skipped it every time it came on the radio. When I went to Philly, and I was in a festival setting, and everyone was singing along to that with, yep. uh, with so much Insane. power, yeah. I was like, damn, damn, I like this song. Yeah, dude, she's and she, sick. Because she was performing. She's so, so I wasn't sick. at her stage, but the way this festival was set up, you could still hear the crowd. Cardi's and when she so came out, she did that song, oh. and everyone was chanting along. I was like, shit, man, this song's fire dude, as fuck. She's so sick. And and I love the way she's the thing she says, dude, about like um, her her and Nicki Minaj, ooh, the way they ooh. like go they like they critique like the misogyny angle of like women are only sexual like so, when Minaj is like eat a Barbie ass or something instead of suck a you know dick or something. Dick, right? That's fucking she hilarious. She still says it because she's like it's so on. funny, dude. But uh, okay, so best rap song performance, problems by Black, really good song. Yeah, crew, great, my favorite great song. song. Great, my song. god. Every time that song comes on, I instantly That's smile. A, oh, this man. is a great list. Family Dude. Feud. The sample job that No ID did with Beyonce's yes. voice in the background, I don't even rap along in Jay-Z's part. I harmonize with Beyonce yeah. the entire time. <laughs> that song is so fucking good. Shout out No ID. God bless you. Thank you for all that you did on that album. Loyalty with uh, Kendrick and Rihanna. And Love Galore by SZA and Travis Scott. Great list. You're right. This is a really yeah, hard one to pick list. from. I, I'm picking loyalty. Loyalty, because that's probably I, that song. I oh, I love you, that song. You knew it was destined for radio success, and it's a fucking great song. Mine crew is so mine good is between too. Crew and family. Crew is God so damn. Sick. These are all so good. And you know what? I can't SZA, pick. I'm not picking. SZA and Travis Scott. Picking. What a combination. I SZA yeah. is so good, dude. I. All right. Best rap song. Bodak Yellow by Cardi B. Chase Me by Danger Mouse featuring Ron the Jewels and Big Boy. That's the one for the Baby Driver yeah, soundtrack. That was a really good too. song. Yeah. Uh, Humble by Kendrick. Sassy by Rhapsody, which is a great song. Story of OJ by Jay-Z. Oh, man. Mm, best a... rap song is a songwriter award, so my vote would be it's... Story of OJ. Yeah, Story of OJ. Content-wise, the best. Humble is also it's up a there. Close second. Because Kendrick just is amazing. But anything by Run the Jewels, I also right? love. Killer Mike is a fucking legend. Yes, and LP is. has grown so much. Yes. I'm so glad he's yes. able to like be consistently perform now. RTJ. Um, best rap album, 444, Damn, Culture, Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody, and Flower Boy by Tyler. Flower Boy is great. I haven't heard it, and I'm planning on it because I'm going to a show. Rhapsody, this, another great list. Rhapsody is the shit. I think Layla's you, Wisdom was a really good yes. album if you haven't heard it yet. Rhapsody is incredible. I think they need to take Culture off of this list. Culture is a trash-ass album compared was. to the... Okay, I'm sorry. Big Fish is not on here. Um, Joey Badass's album is not oh, here. Yeah. Um, talk about like talk about some big go failures of this list. But I could I'm talk so about that for days. But I'm so glad that Rhapsody's yeah. album made it because that album is so good. That and I went and I sweet. saw her live this summer, and she was so good. She's so fucking. And good, nobody dude. was feeling She's it. Nobody amazing. knew her. She's amazing. But I was enjoying it. She killed every bar, man. She's she did so a great job, good, dude. And she did now, so. She did such a great job for a dry ass show, like right. for a dry ass oh, yeah. crowd. And she really tried to get everyone into it. And some yep. people were getting into it. Now, she had a great band. Too. My favorite album on that list is Damn. But that's because I'm a huge Kendrick stan, and there's nothing I can do about it. True. And the beauty thing about Damn is the whole a whole structure. Oh of how yeah. Put it together. And and then the fact that you can listen forward and backward. Skipping it's country. Fantastic. Fuck country. Yeah, country. I couldn't care less who yeah, wins that. Skip shit. it. The only per- the only thing I'll say is if Chris Stapleton is up for anything, I hope he wins. That's all I'll Hold say. On. Oh yep, he's up for best country album. I hope he wins. That's all I'm gonna say because he actually makes real country. He's up for not stadium country. No, he makes real country. He should fucking win. He should win. Okay, all actually, the country. How about this? We're gonna spoil one. Chris Stapleton won best country. Song. Look at that. Now that's what I'm talking about. 
that is who should win every country award, whatever he's... He also won Best Country yeah. Solo Performance. He makes real country, and I hope that that's the way it all goes. It's a return to the rock roots country, not this poppy bullshit. All right, guess I'm going to have to give it a shot because I really can't stand modern country. Um, it's great. Samer, you would love it. It's like it's like old school rock outlaw country. Best New Age album? only person I know on here is Indiari. Indiari. Indiari is... Okay, the, Brian Eno is super important. I want to pick Indiari just because she is... Not like anyone else on this list as far I just, as I know. I don't know, man. I love Indiari. She's sick. Uh, jazz. I don't keep up with modern I'm jazz. See, who are, who's on either. the modern jazz list? Uh, Chuck Owen in the Jazz Surge. For, I can't remember why. Um, a track from Rebirth. Oh, Billy Childs does Billy Dance Childs. of Shiva. Uh, Fred Hirsch John did McLaughlin. Whisper Not. John McLaughlin for Miles Beyond and Chris Potter. For I only movie. listen to old jazz. Yeah, I, I don't listen to the Miles jazz. Davis and Coltrane. Yeah. So I don't Miles play. Davis. And if peeing your pants is cool, consider me Miles Davis. I don't know anything about reggaeton. I know nothing about gospel except yep. for what's his face. Uh, I can't Kirk Franklin. That's actually Kirk a Franklin's dope as shit. I'm sorry, I cussed while mentioning Kirk Franklin, and I know that he's like, you yeah, know, super a man of God. Right. I, I apologize, Kirk Franklin. Keep making the music that you do. Is that like gospel? What is that? Danny Gokey is in there? all gospel. Da- Danny I'm going to say Danny, Danny, Danny Gokey was on a gospel. Oh, no, just, Christian music album. That's why. Danny Gokey just because he's from Wisconsin. That's yeah. all I'm saying. I don't even listen to that stuff. Best Roots gospel album. Who's on there? Reba McIntyre just won. Dude, nope. Reba McIntyre is playing the new Colonel Sanders now. Yeah, I saw she's the new endorsement. I saw Colonel a Sanders. great tweet. I, I can't remember who tweeted it, but it was. We like, didn't need this. It, no, it was like it was like white <laughs> feminism did this one. <laughs> Um, shout out Shakira. She won Best Latin Album. Oh, my hell girl. yeah. Shakira's still the shit. She's yep. still the queen. Her hips still don't lie. Nope. She's the best. She's one of the greatest artists, international artists of all time. Um, I noticed that What's-His-Face, Jay Balvin, wasn't nominated for a single award. It's a load of shit. Jay Balvin's what is this? Guy. Is this, what is this, rock? What now is this? I'm on American, American Roots, Roots music. Can we spoil another one? Yeah. Uh, Alabama Shakes won. Fucking awesome. At the same time, at the same time, Leonard Cohen was you could have scenario. given that to Leonard posthumously. I think that would have been a little disrespectful to Alabama Shakes. Lauren Krauss was still on there, and she is great too, but I don't really listen to her that much. I don't know any of these people. The Ullman, Greg Ullman's on, up for something. Bluegrass? You listen to Bluegrass, John? Uh, not really, but I know some. There's a tie. There's a tie between the infamous String Dusters for Laws of Gravity. This is and for Best Bluegrass Album. And who? And it was tied with Rhonda Vincent and the I don't Rage know those guys. Rage. I love Bluegrass, though. Right. That that shit is delicious. It's beautiful. It's, it's so different than the pop country out there. And I hope that there's a big blend of, of Chris Stapleton-type country and bluegrass in the future. And I hope that that becomes Yo, Damian something. Marley won Best Reggae Album. Sweet. Damian Marley. Always great. Although there's probably so many underground artists that we don't hear and we're just associating right. the Marley It's hard, man. It's, but in this probably... day and age, there's so many talented people on the world and even people from back in the day, they're still making music today. It's hard to keep up with everything. Right. It's so oversaturated, but not in a bad way. It's just overwhelming. Right. And it's hard to keep up. Especially when you try to be a well-rounded person in like a lot of different things and then also like things outside of music. But, okay, spoken word. Pause. Neil deGrasse Tyson was nominated for, for spoken, spoken word. For astrophysics for people in a hurry. That's awesome. Carrie Fisher won with Princess Dyers. Shout out Carrie Oh, that's Fisher. cool. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. That's um, a great... Talk about a great list. Best comedy album. Dave Chappelle for The Age of Spin. Jim Gaffigan. Jim Gaffigan for Singles. Jerry Cinco Seinfeld was for pretty good, though, yeah. Oh, so this one doesn't have a winner. Oh, that's a, a good list. Oh, Let's make a prediction. Man. I have not heard any of these, so I'm going to base this based on people me I like. either. Dave Chappelle for The Age of Spin and Deep in the Heart of Texas. Jim Gaffigan for Cinco. Jerry Seinfeld for Jerry Before Seinfeld. Sarah Silverman for A Speck of Dust, and Kevin Hart for What Now? Who do I think is the best on that list? Well, based on my favorite... Dave Chappelle. It'd be Dave Chappelle. That's my favorite on the list. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld is undoubtedly so important. I feel so like you important. listened or watched the What Now one, right? 
I, uh, I saw what I now. Love... I saw a speck of dust, and I saw Cinco. Everybody. So, what's um, your vote, Josh? Since you have actually participated in these, I w- I would say it'd probably be between what now and Cinco, but man, I would probably pick what now over Cinco. But I love both of them. That's a that's another great list with like great. I I love on. Kevin Hart like. Regardless, of I what he wish did, I wish that he's hilarious. To I me. wish Bill Burr was up for that because oh, Bill was... Burr's the goat. But I mean, best you know, compilation he, he might have not put out a soundtrack. This well, year. yeah, I know, and but he's but I don't he's know that Dave right. Chappelle one though. Like I, we don't know. That might have been a CD release rather right, than one of his specials, right, oh, okay. or that might be the name of one of the specials that just came out. Right, and I don't know the names of them. I, I didn't think, watch the two new ones. I think the two so, new what, ones, new ones from New Year's. That might be one of those. That might be what it is. All I'm saying is Bill Burr is but the best. The first two Dave Chappelle ones were really good. Tom Segura's so, new one is so also this is great. Best, I haven't watched it This is best it compilation great. soundtrack for visual media. So essentially movie soundtracks. Baby Driver, Guardians of the Galaxy, Hidden Figures by Pharrell. Shout out Pharrell, my nigga. And uh, Moana's winning. Moana and La La Land. Oh, or La La Land. Okay, I, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 soundtrack was not as good as the first one. Yep. Baby Driver it was, still was good. banging though. I didn't see that movie. Baby but it Dri- looked good. You, oh, you should watch Baby no. Driver. La La, La La Land. Movie. Now, La La Land, white people in power of these kinds of decisions fucking jizz their pants over La La Land. Yeah. I refused to watch it because <clears throat> it was just like stupid classics masturbation. Yeah. And so I refused to watch it. Um, I don't give a shit about that movie. I don't care what anybody says. And I'm fucking glad Moonlight beat them last year. And I'm glad there was that mix-up so that everybody who participated in La La Land had to shit their pants. <laughs> But fucking fuck you, La La Land. Hell yeah, Moonlight. I still, One of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I haven't seen it. I Hands down. I do need to see I it. I own it. You but, guys um, want to watch it? Moana. Someday. I definitely would have picked Moana. Moana's a really good album, too. I watched that the other day with Bob Nolas. <laughs> oh, and by the other day, I mean like... Well, it won an Academy Award. Late, late last didn't it for Moonlight, Best Original Song? Best Score soundtrack oh, yeah. for visual media. So this is all original stuff. Uh, Arrival... Johan Johansson for Johan Johansson, Hans Zimmer for Dunkirk. Oh, it should be Hans Zimmer. The guy who did Game of Thrones season seven, the uh, Pharrell, Hans Zimmer, and Benjamin Walfish for Hidden Figures, and then Justin Hurwitz for La La Land. Now I think go- I think Justin Hurwitz is from Wisconsin. I'm pretty sure he is. Find out. I think he is. So as much as I don't like La La Land, shout out Justin Hurwitz. If you're from Wisconsin, if you're not, then yeah. If you're not, fuck you. If you are. Let's fucking go. Maybe Born I'm in wrong. California. Dude, what, did he did he go to school? Oh yeah, here he went to high school in Glendale, Wisconsin. Oh, he was at Nicolet. Eh, that doesn't count, dude. You that were there. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. He went to Nicolet in '98. My cousin was at Nicolet in '98. <laughs> okay, well, well, Hurwitz. Didn't, didn't uh, Tom Segura also go to uh, Glendale? No, or Nicolet. Tom, no, Tom Segura. Tom Segura was in Florida. No, but he went to school in Wisconsin for a little he bit. He did? Yeah. Oh, wow. He talked about it at a special. Um, I can't remember So what I'm going to tell you guys a fun fact it. about, so that part, so Nicolet is pretty much like, you know, a public Jewish high school. Yeah. Because, you know, 75% of the population is Jewish, which is fine. There's nothing wrong White with it. It's just, Bay, yeah. that's, that area right, is. Right. So, um, so this guy is Jewish, but yo, he's yeah. a Russian, Polish, Damascus, and Beiruti Jew. Yeah, baby. <laughs> hey. Russian, Poles, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, the, he, you know, I still don't think that qualifies him as a Wisconsinite. I, I respect not, your ethnicity, How about this? Sir. How about this? Uh, oh, but he moved in 98. Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. So, but what year he was he born? born? He was born there. in 85. Yeah, he's a Cali bitch. So, hold on. No, no, no. So he went to, he went to all of high school in Wisconsin. We'll give him a break. Eh, I still... Because he was 14 when he moved. At the same time, Hans Zimmer is the GOAT on that list. He should win. Oh, yeah. Hans Zimmer is one of the I greatest think, I think Dunkirk is going to end up winning. I hope so. Um, best song written for visual media. City of Stars for La La Land. How Far I'll Go by Mo- for Moana. I don't want to live forever for Fifty Shades Darker. 
Uh, Never Give Up by Lo- for Lion, which I heard was a good movie. See, my mom's great. watched it. Uh, Stand Up for Something from Marshall. Uh, my Boat, the Moana song, because that song was Yeah, banging. that was good. And that was, great, that was a great movie. Talk about a great fucking dude who has great skill in musical content. Yeah, right? Tom Segura also lived in Minneapolis, Milwaukee, and Vero Beach, Florida. I never knew oh, that, wow. dude. It doesn't say where, but I know he said which high school he went to. Um, I can't remember what one it was, though. For like John, Williams. <laughs> John Williams. John Williams won Best Arrangement or Instrumental. Or oh, oh, what a legend. Who it else was for? Chuck Owen. It, it was, so hold on. Escapades for alto saxophone and, and orchestra from oh, Catch Me yes. If You Can. Wait, what? Are we done with the Grammys yet? Wait, what? No, wait, we're still on the Grammys. Hold, wait, Man. what? Go up. Wait, go up. Go up. So an Arrangers Award. But what? Catch Me If You Can. I don't think... I think this is for, like, you're an orchestra. Oh, okay. So this so, is like a, this is just like them performing songs from probably these something oh, okay. of that nature. Okay. Because I was like, what? Well, it's he like won 2003. as Yeah, right. <laughs> he won as an arranger. Anyways, um, best arrangement instruments or vocals: La La Land cast, Clint Holmes, Seth mm. MacFarlane, Clint Holmes again, and Randy Newman. Randy know. Newman. Yeah. Randy Newman. How many awards Randy are Newman. there? Holy shit! Oh yeah, these are the lesser Randy known awards. Me. Oh, best recording package. You got uh, my vote is Muramasa. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because um, he did a great job mixing that album. All right, let's speed it up here. All right, I'm working on it. Muramasa for sure. I don't know like, any of these things. I don't know any of these Wait, things. is that classical? I want to see if I know a name. I don't think I do. Oh, that no, that's no, a different package. Never mind. That wasn't classical. I don't know like, any of these people. Shit. Hey, you know what? Historical, Historical album? This music's probably great, but whatever. I don't. Leonard Bernstein won? Of course he did. Uh, Production on class- non classical. Okay. What do we got here? Roger Waters. I hope Kay it's Roger Flay, Waters. I hope it's Roger Rose Waters. Rose Cousins, Perfume Genius. Nope, Bruno Mars won for 24 Oh, Karat yeah, Magic. well, that makes sense. Producer of the Year, non-classical. Calvin Harris, Greg Kirsten. Greg Kirsten made Love by Kendrick Lamar, Strangers wow. by Halsey, wow. and Dust Till Dawn by Zane. Well, look at that. That guy should win. Uh, actually, he won. Oh, so. <laughs> well, that's why. Blake Mills. There you go. No ID should have won. Are you kidding me? For that whole 444 album. And he did Spoiler no, alert. And he did autobiography. Oh, wait. There's a. For Vic Mesa? Somebody did a song. With, oh, yeah. Who did this? This is No ID. Oh, man. He should have. Man, he, should, he did the a Godfather. Lot he's the one who. He's, he's, he's Kanye's mentor. Yeah, seriously. And then who's this last guy? Who's this last person? This one that did, did a bunch That's what of, I like by, by Bruno Mars. The stereotypes. They the stereotypes did a, holy did shit. Before I Do by Seven Streeter, which is a good song. Better by Lil Yachty. I don't... Oh, I love... Okay, so I heard Better by Lil Yachty one time just randomly somewhere. I shazammed it, found out it was Lil Yachty, and I'm like, dude, this song is dope. It was good. Yes, it had a nice should. vibe to I it. I like Ice Trade the Gang. Um, Delivered by Fifth Harmony, Finesse by Bruno Mars. Okay, no, no, Man. I'm sorry. Stereotypes should have won. Yeah. Mo Bounce that's by Iggy Azalea. Fuck Iggy Azalea. I don't like Iggy either, but... That's uh, a good list, though. Yeah, and that's what I like. No, that was good. Best remix recording, Louis Vega. Louis Vega. Can't let you go. Um, Louis, I, don't I don't know any know. of these. I know, I know the name Louis Vega, but I don't know any of this shit. I don't know these guys either. Well, there's some other shit that probably nobody listens to. Sorry if you do, but we're kind of skipping through it. I'm, I'll bet you don't listen yeah, to it. You guys all don't. did. I mean, the Let's people who real. did this work, though, they all did a great job. Yeah, they did a lot. There's a couple, a couple of these ones in like the classical and arrangement categories and producer categories. There's like seven or eight songs they did, which is impressive. So we can't discredit them, but I don't really know a lot of this. So stuff. we're not gonna comment. So and you probably don't listen to it. At least best it's not music likely. film. We're on like the 84th award. I did not right. know there were this yeah. many awards. These are not all publicized either. Right. 
Well, guys, we hit the one minute, one hour and thirty three minute track. Thank you for listening this far. Yeah, Do we have any to closing that arguments? Freaking Grammy shit. Yeah, but yeah. well, because we got in and we, we tackled a lot of stuff. We today. did tackle a lot of stuff some today. Heavy stuff. Um, I'm yeah. glad that you guys have made it this far. If you're at this point. Uh, shout out to you. You most probably stopped listening about a half an hour ago after we went on and on about the Grammys. But I hope not. I really hope that you guys enjoyed the little comments we made. If um, you're a if you're a young male, don't listen to somebody who tells you that you run the globe. All right, dude. Amen. You own your body. Everyone else owns their body. That's all you have. You're responsible for your actions. And women, don't be afraid to come forward if anybody's... Yeah. Anybody. I mean, no, it's hard. Anybody. And if you need anybody, help, yeah. talk to somebody who will somebody, help you. Tell somebody, and it's, it's, every, it's everyone else's responsibility to make sure that we're not shifting blame or blaming a victim. We have to trust people at face value. If they're lying, we got to let the legal proceedings figure that out. All right? Um, on a more positive note, though... Not much, man. Just enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good goddamn uh, week. The, the winter's almost over in mm. some parts of the country, but if you're where we're at, it's going to be it's a It's fucking while. snowing again. Hey, yeah. dig deep. Get those yeah. shovels out. I Josh, hope you I just peeked out the window. You're going to have to clear your car. <laughs> oh, shit. It's all right. That's going to be fun. It's all right. All right, guys. It's Wisconsin. Good night.